Well, hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the 199th episode oh of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. We're almost to 200. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you, and I am joined, of course, by my brother Aaron. Hello. Senor Archie Mitchell. What's up? And Mr. Ice Cold, Mark Brew. How you doing? What's that, we like three years? What's that? It's 200, like, like three years or something? I don't know. Actually, this no, it's not because obviously we haven't always done a show every single week. We started this. We started this journey, or obviously with the OG Kyle Army in March of two. Uh, March of two thousand and seventeen was Damn. when we had the first episode of the show. I remember so, that operation. <laughs> yeah, it, the show sounded like garbage. We were on Skype. Everybody sounded like they were calling on a phone from nineteen eighty five. We've come a long, long way here on the Weekend Wrestle Podcast, and we are getting ready for our 200th episode, which, I don't know, maybe I can make it longer than episode 100 was. I think episode 100 was like six hours six hours and 39 minutes long. <laughs> Holy but that, that's because nope. Aaron's part was 535 minutes long. So. <laughs> I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we're going to do for this 199th episode of the show is this week we are doing least favorite, most favorite. Um, and Archie, you, you don't have any, but you can an- still answer the questions. Obviously yes, you're part, yes. part of the cult here. So just make a one off the top of your head. Yeah, I, you right. I, I've um, been pulling the Scott. I've been being the Scott hole of the show. I've been kind of, you know, being a bad guy and not being able to be around and life has just been kicking my ass. So I apologize to the viewers, me not being prepared, but I haven't been on the show in a while. I haven't done my own podcast in a while. So I just wanted to get back into the swing of things with the guys and hear their questions and crack up a little bit. Well, you are yes, and that's what I was going to say. You are welcome to be here. We'll cheer you up. That's not that's right. What... I thought he was going to go when he said he was being the Scott Hall, though. I thought he was no, talking no. about getting drunk and not showing up. No, well that too, that too. You know, no cocaine and and, and getting drunk, but just not showing up. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was going to say if. Take away the barbiturates and shit. If anybody's a Scott Hall of this shit, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I said, we're going to present each other with a scenario, like an example. Just who's your least, who's your favorite Von Eric? And who's your least favorite Von Eric? All of mine aren't even wrestling related, but we will get into them. that That answer would be Kevin is my most favorite. And my least favorite is Fritz. He's a scumbag. My most favorite was Carrie, and my least favorite was Lance. Oof, he wasn't Lance. on air. He on TV. <laughs> he, he played one on television. Damn it, Lance Vaughn. Yeah, it would definitely be Carrie for me, and on the most favorite and the least favorite would I probably agree with Aaron there on Fritz being a piece of shit. So yeah, he was a, he was a piece of shit human being for sure. Well, They're making yeah, that movie, but... by the way. Been reading about it, yeah. Zach, yeah. Zach Efron playing Kevin Von Erich, and yes. who thought he would have looked believable as Kevin Von Erich? Right? Yeah, that's what. When I saw the pictures, I was like, "Damn, <laughs> prove me wrong." Right? Did you ever see Mindhunter? Did you ever watch that show on Netflix? No. no. Well, one of the guys from Mindhunters playing Fritz Von Erich, and when I read it, I was like, "I don't see it." And then I looked at a picture of him, I'm like, "Yeah, it's Fritz, right?" <laughs> Fritz Von Erich. I'm just, interested. I'm just sorry. I'm no, just interested. Right. I'm just interested in seeing that movie because, like, a lot of t- other than the wrestler, 
there hasn't ever really been like a a big wrestling movie. You know what I mean? I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. And that, or or most times when they when they do have one, it's not. It's what I want to say. It is made for. It's made more for people that don't watch wrestling so things right. are embellished or skipped over or whatever so it's not really like remember that movie they made in like 99 or 2000 about jesse ventura that was on nbc yeah, it was or completely, oh God. It was complete joke yes absolutely and even just and- even after it was done jesse ventura was like i don't even i don't support this movie right <laughs> <Thanks."> <laughs> like when it's like when it's like yeah he, he said like the part where he was just like god damn it was um you know how he would always say like you know um you can lose if you must but always cheat yeah they had a scene where his dad was like i didn't raise you to talk like that and have that ideology he's like my dad never said that he knew what i did (laughs) like he was like cool man go out there and get it like he knew i was playing a fucking character right like Like, his father his father was buying into kayfabe you know what i mean (laughs) Like, are you a cheater, son? Like, no, that wouldn't have happened in real life. Yeah, it was god awful. So, hopefully, this Von Eric thing is done properly, and hopefully, this Von. Oh, sorry. But hopefully, this Von Eric movie does focus. And I, and, I, and you don't want it to be completely depressing, but it should focus on the dark side of things. You know, because yeah. the Von Eric story is a dark fucking story. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying I'm like a huge Zac Efron fan. I don't even know. I don't even know if I've ever seen a Zac Efron movie, but. He's a big fucking star, and I don't think he would go into something that was like hokey or a joke. Right. You know what right. I mean? So, well, who wants to start us off here? I mean, I can start, Aaron, if you want to. It's up to you, Mark, if you want to. Let's have Archie start. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All Kidding. Somebody got one. No. <laughs> um. What is your least favorite action figure? Um, for me, these guys are gonna like probably be like, oh, he's going too current or you know whatever. But I see no need for there to be a Logan Paul ultimate, you know, ultimate edition figure for WWE. I just the guys of. Uh, part-time celebrity wrestler and yeah he can go in the ring but i just don't see that a part-timer should have a, a, a figure like that one that's commanding 200 dollars on the open market right now what's your you favorite I mean? my favorite figure of all time yeah or i did you mean figure singular figure mark or at, or like a line of figures uh it, it don't matter either or there is no wrong answer my favorite figure would probably be uh, being a Hasbro guy. Probably either one of the Yokozuna Hasbros, either the red and black or the white and black, because that to me was the one that looked the most like Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. They actually got the likeness perfectly. Perfectly, it was the only fat, you know, big fat, big guy body. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it worked yeah. out perfectly. So for me, that's it's definitely Yoko. I'd say I have a, a my my favorite. I'll go with a line of figures because I don't know if I have a singular favorite. Okay, but my favorite line of figures is the WWE Classic Jack series. Okay, 
Um, I love the figures. I love they especially look great in the packaging. They're great for displaying. Um, and probably my favorite of that line is the Fred Blassie Hulk Hogan two pack that has Blassie with the pink suit and Hogan with the cape. Yeah. Um, I really love that one. And then my least favorite line is actually when they have recently they started a new line of Masters of the Universe figures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they look, they look generic and garbage, and yeah, they're just. I mean, it's not like the original Masters of the Universe figures were that great, uh, but when I was a kid, I loved them. But uh, um, yeah, the newer line of Masters of the Universe figures were a real letdown because I was like, "Ooh, I can, I'll definitely get some of those." And then I saw them, I'm like, never fucking mind. I don't want any. <laughs> I have them just because I like to buy the shit. Um, the funniest one is the fact that they, I don't even know they did it intentionally, but they called Stephanie's character the Skull Queen. Oh, no, I'm, no, no, no. I was talking about the literally the Masters of the Universe. Oh, I thought you meant the rest. No, not the WWE ones. No. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. I thought you meant those ones, but yeah, Stephanie was the Skull Queen. No, the, the <laughs> WWE ones are actually pretty badass. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. And they yeah. fit with the older and the newer Motu figures. Like, but yeah, the new releases where they and it says as seen on TV on them, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's like, why did you make how could you, like Nate said, the original Masters of the Universe were these big, you know, plastic rubber headed things, and it was just like, okay, whatever. But then you made them worse looking, yeah. You know what I mean? You ruined how they, did you make something kind of shitty, shitty right? It, it, they look like they're they look like they're like a Korean bootleg, you know, instead right. of he instead of he man, it's Himan. And, yeah, you know, or, or like Spanish Hasbro's. Yeah, like the yeah. Spanish Hasbro's. Right. <laughs> you know, they sold a Dollar General for like three for five dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I bought I bought those 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 little figures that they had at the Dollar Tree for a while. Oh, they have the shit. I bought them just because they looked terrible. Like it was just right. They were like they were a buck. They have like a you know like the Roman Reigns figure, like one eyes here and the other eyes yep. up here, like. And I have the I have the I have the I have the Undertaker and the Brock Lesnar one, and I named them the Underfaker and Bork Laser. Yep, yep. That's that's who they. And you started a trend because people started taxing if anybody found any Bork Lasers. (laughs) (laughs) So, Aaron, um, I thought we were wrestling wise, um, are both, um, um. 90s Hasbro figures. Yeah. And this is going to sound silly, but I don't know why. But my favorite Hasbro is uh, Doink with the actual hair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, like that. I don't know why. I just do. Um, and then line-wise, I do like you guys are more inclined, like more knowledgeable, like the names and stuff. <laughs> of like the lines, I like the ones like that are like in the white and red boxes. You know, what I'm t- that's not the, the ultimate boxes. editions. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I have an Undertaker that's in that. That's pretty cool. Um, to be more modern, but I think like the um chintziest looking fucking Hasbro. And I like like they put no effort into this. Is the Ric Flair one? Yeah, that's a terrible. I I own it. Right. They just they just it, gave him like the, they gave him the Rick Rude pose. Yep. Yeah, 
Yeah, right. it's like, what is this toy? And like his head doesn't even doesn't even resemble it. I'm like, what the no, fuck? No, he's got that constipated look like he's really I'm, trying to pa- pass the stone. Another terrible have the Hasbro line. Sorry, Blevins is the Repo Man figure. <laughs> yeah, why does Repo Man have a muffin top? Yeah, he's like buoyant, like he looks like a buoy or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a terrible figure. Like I, I broken <laughs> the. I broke because I, I, I'm a customizer. Everybody knows that. Don't get mad that I break figures, listeners. But I've broken a Coco Beware, and I've broken a, a, a Repo Man to use the parts. And they both have muffin tops, so when you put them on like another set of legs, it overlaps, and it's r- ridiculous looking. It, it can only be it can it can only be Dick Murdoch. <laughs> right, exactly. Also, Good call. I also I also have the Dusty Rhodes with the top hat and the and the chicken. Yeah, I have that one too. That's whatever. a fun like figure. That. I'm not gonna lie, like that's a that. fun figure. But we're doing most in these, so those would be my two. I love that Doink toy, and I like, and I hate that Ric Flair action figure. But I got it, but I fucking hate it. What about uh, you, Mark? What's your answer to your own question? My most favorite is the Heritage Series Elite Undertaker. That I that's like iconic with my childhood. It takes me back to the, to you know when I first started watching wrestling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And my least favorite is probably going to be ball-headed Shawn Michaels. Yeah, you mean the Nick Gage action <laughs> yeah, figure? Yeah. yeah. Ball-headed Shawn Michaels with the fucked up eye. It's, it's just it's too much. I, I, I can't with them fucking people today. You said um, you said you said Undertaker, another one of my favorites that I have. I don't want to go on, go on and on and on. Sorry, but um, I have that f- the five pack of Undertaker that has like ninety Undertaker, ninety four Undertaker. Yeah, I think I think Kendall actually got that for me for Christmas one year. That's really cool because it's just like it's the evolution of him in in like five figures in one package, and I really I really dig that one too. Um, I don't think they made very many. I'm sorry, but remember. Do any of you guys have when they did like when they redid like somewhat kind of redid the LJN ones with like new? Uh, right now they have you know what I'm talking Cody about? and Darby, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. Yeah, the AEW ones. CM Punk coming out. The, the WWE did them too, though. Did they? Like they did like yeah, like they did like one with like The Rock and um. I, I'm not insider. I'd show you, but I have one of Shawn Michaels. Really? And, yeah. And um, like I said, they're not. They're not. Like I said, if I could show you, I'd show you. But um, on oh, back, I think I think I think the match furies. Is that what he's talking? Oh about? no, no, no! I know what he's talking about. It was a line in J- Jacks did it. It was the the, the they were rubber face. Shawn Michaels is posing in the red and white outfit. The Rock has got to just bring it hand. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah, like the, from up the like Jack. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, Austin's I like got I his I, hands up in his vest. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I'm not trying to say that's what they were doing with it, but when I look at the toy, that's what I think of. Yeah, know? it's a throwback to LJN. Like, yeah. The Shawn Michaels one on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if I have one that's just like maybe this is something that's 
not a lot of people have or if it got mass produced and they never caught it. But it says Shawn Michaels debuted in 1965. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> Lyndon Johnson was a big fan of Shawn yes. Michaels. Yes. Sorry, Mark, I stepped on your thing. You said it was that the taker was your favorite. Yeah, and my least favorite was the ball headed Shawn Michaels. Yeah, ball headed Shawn Michaels. That's what made me think of that Shawn Michaels. Larry, <laughs> well, do you want to go next? Uh sure. Um what is your most favorite stipulation match? And what is your least Ooh. favorite stipulation match? Hmm. Nate's going to have to do some editing on this to get rid of that air. But. Well, for me, my most favorite stipulation match, uh, it, could we consider the, the a, a traditional Survivor Series match a stipulation? Or would that just be a match? Type? No, that's an, that's an elimination match. Right. So, so yeah, that's a, I mean, yeah, that's a stipulation. I'm, the old-fashioned... In the late 80s and early 90s, five on five traditional survivor matches are, yeah, I, th that was my absolute favorite as far as match stipulations go. My least favorite, because they've been overplaying it a lot lately, like the last five years, I guess because the rosters are so ballooned, are the six man, uh, 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 uh like you know, a, a fatal six way or a fatal five way to get a number one contender at that mm -hmm. point, just do a tournament and let us actually, you know, draw it out for weeks right. before the guys got a challenge for the belt. But no, in one night, let's have six guys fight it out. And then all, and they do this every month. So, yeah. yeah I, you know, it's, uh, matches can be a little overdone. It's a Jim Cornette expression. Easy booking. That's Lazy booking. And, and and I'm not even saying like a tournament isn't lazy booking. They would do tournaments sometimes when they're like, oh, we don't have a lot going on, but we have all these guys. Let's right. do something. But at least with a tournament, you got to figure it out. Right. You know? And it's stretched it's out over at least a month. And, and we're going to do this and we got to make it interesting. Right. We're going to do yeah, this, this, this. These guys are only going to get four minutes, but we're going to give these guys 12 because they got, they could go longer. You know, they got a better, better story going. Uh, you know what I mean? And it stretches it out a little more versus. Oh no, we're gonna take LA Knight, Ricochet, and Nakamura and Seth Rollins and have them fight tonight. They're the number one contender every yeah, week. Unless, unless there's a yeah. ladder in the middle of it, I don't want more than four guys. In a match. I agree. I agree. I for me, my favorite stipulation is probably because I guess from a from a, a fight, it's a it's a it's a tough pick between two different kinds. But I guess I'll say last man standing. And for favorite? Yes. Good call. Uh, okay. Two, two out of three falls is pretty close, but I'd say last man standing just because if 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 you have two guys that really hate each other, what's the best like what's the best stipulation for them? Oh, I right. get to knock this motherfucker out so he can't answer the count of ten. That's like the most realistic, like you know what I mean? Like what right. they want to do to each other. Um, my least favorite stipulation is actually hair versus hair. Okay. Because other than other than just very, very, very randomly, if you have a the perfect character for it, like a, a Jimmy Garvin or somebody that's like their characters about their hair, what right. does it fucking matter if a dude gets his head shaved? 
Right. It's almost like my, 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 my favorite hair versus hair match is actually Victoria and Molly because it's women trying right. to keep their hair. That makes sense. Right. It actually <laughs> makes sense. The funny part about wrestling, too, is like this guy had like like luscious hair or whatever, you know. And now right. that he's getting shaved off, now it's not going to grow back. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's gone never, forever. Right. Yeah. I never understood that like, Kurt Angle stayed bold the rest of his career after getting his yeah. shaved. Meanwhile, he had a military like, cut his whole career. Like, what gets a hundred degrees in Ohio? I shave my head, like not completely bald, but I do. I do one on the top, none on the side. I go and tell the lady I like my hair like I like my women, high and tight. You know, <laughs> and um. It still ends up growing back, but right. the rest, it's like, oh, he's just bald now, right? <laughs> like, like their high cal, their wrestling logic is once your head's shaved, your hair well, never the, grows back. The real stipulation, the real stipulation should be it's you can never grow hair again. You know, like if I shave your head, you're not allowed to let your hair grow back. Dude, you can't, can't, mask. If I I can't have that back, glorious mane, right? I'd like it back. I'd Russo it. And be like, we're gonna have a reverse hair versus hair match, and it's gonna be two bald guys, and the loser has to grow hair. <laughs> what if the, you can't, like me? The, uh, <laughs> what if the, I can't the, be in that match? But the guys like I have, I have horrible like <laughs> botches in my hair and stuff. Be like, sorry, man. Yeah, probably, my, probably, probably my two, <laughs> probably my two favorite hair v hair matches are um, Molly and, and Victoria again because it's two women, which makes sense, and then. The Battle of the Billionaires, just because it resulted in do ragments. Oh, uh, well, that, but also it was Vince McMahon getting his head shaved. So yeah. Oh, oh, no. Oh, you know. no. <laughs> but I'm going to, real quick, I'm going to go back to what Nate said about his favorite match, the, uh, the Last Man Standing. Nate, I love a good Last Man Standing match, but the BS they've been pulling like the last five or six years, or even dating back to Batista versus John Cena, mm-hmm. where they tie their opponent to something. Makes yeah. no sense. I want to see somebody get knocked knocked the f out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or I want to, or 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 something like Cena and Umaga. That's a great last man standing match. No, that's great. That's great. Right? You knocked out your opponent. Mm-hmm. But when I see like them pull out the duct tape and they begin tying each other to the ring post so they can't stand up, yeah. like that's being too literal. That's mm-hmm. not what that means. You know? <laughs> yes, it's a cop out. It's a right. cop out. So, Lazy well, <laughs> I'd say my favorite stipulation would have to be the dog collar matches. I'm a fan of them. The old, Those are good. Like, it's the old school. I just got, guys. I just got, I just got done watching Brody and uh, Valentine last night. Good matches. Right. Good matches. So it's like you know, it's primordial. Really, it's like two guys. You make it run, but you're only going to get so far before I yank this chain. You know right. what I'm saying? And uh, I'd say my least favorite is anybody's mama on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. There was only Nate, one mama on a pole, though, right? There was only yeah, Judy uh, but I'm just saying, you know, there's guys that like to try to recreate history out there. The, the thing with, with Mark's mentioning with a dog collar match, too, in wrestling, when we're watching it as fans, obviously the idea is these two guys hate each other and they're willing to go to the ends of the earth to hurt each other. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, when you're looking at it through like a, a actual like a insider's kind of way of looking at it, these two guys really trust each other because they're about to beat the crap out of one another, but they know they're not going to really hurt one another. Right. Like Roddy um, almost lost hearing in his ear, but he didn't blame Greg because, well, that's what happens in a dog collar match. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? So I, I, he still I think, trusted I, him. I think it was, I think it was Piper and Valentine. I think Piper said him and Valentine's only rule was, and Nate, you can tell me if you heard it or not. But I think their only rule was no eyes, no teeth. No eyes, right. no teeth. Yep. Right. Uh, I don't think it's. I think, around, don't don't put that thing around my fucking eyes and don't bash me in the teeth with that fucking. Yeah, that's eyes. actually that's from Roddy's DVD. He said that on his DVD. And the crazy part too is, like everybody talks about, rightfully so, the Starcade match. But they did that thing for like a month, right? Town to town, to town. Right. They were testing it out, night. right? God damn. Um, who's next? Sorry, I don't for think. Uh, but you didn't answer your own yeah, question. You didn't answer your own question there. Did Archie answer? Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said Survivor okay. Series is my favorite. Oh yeah. The... Okay. So I'm, I'm paying attention. Um, my least favorite is a variation of Nate's favorite. Okay, and it's the Texas Death Match, and the okay. reason I the reason I don't like the Texas Death Match is because it, it there's no there's no cadence to it, or there's cadence, but it's a terrible cadence. I hate when when you have to pin the guy like one two three, and then there's a ten count. Right. Good call. I fucking hate that. Like yeah. Crush versus like, Macho that, Man at WrestleMania. One, yeah, that's a that's an example everybody knows about. But like, there's that match that Lawler's about where it's like we had 42 falls in that match. It's like, yeah. God damn! Like, right? I love Memphis wrestling, but if I would have seen that, I would have been like, this is fucking trash. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, for right. It's almost like the guy is begging to get pinned just so he can have 10 seconds to get up. Yeah, you know, like, it, like okay, okay, I'm gonna let you pin me because I I know I can't. I I don't feel like breathing right now. But then I get nine seconds to breathe and stand up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't. I don't like the pacing of those types of matches. Mm-hmm. And then the my my favorite was kind of like what I said, like kind of what Archie said. Which I don't know if this is technically a stipulation match, but I wrote it down, and then I wrote down an alternate in case you guys tell me that it isn't. And it's the Royal Rumble. A uh, battle royal and Royal Rumble is a stipulation. I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then I mean, the close, the, close like about it. the close second for me is the the war games. <laughs> that no, was my ultimate war game. That got diluted as the years went on, and people didn't understand what it was. But yeah, Royal Rumble, it's consistently always good. And you guys like, know my favorite match and my favorite Rumble is '92 because of Flair, obviously. But see what you said about war games, Aaron. To to you know, it has gotten diluted. Because you look at the, how the WWE is doing it now during Survivor Series, there's no damn top on the cage. You know what I mean? How could you have a War Games match that you get in and out of? Right. You know what I mean? That's not what War Games is about. This is where I'll give it to AEW, except for them blowing it when they actually put the match together. They do a War Games match. They call it Blood and Guts. And there is a top on the cage. And there is it is two rings. And it looks amazing. But, yeah, you know. there's no top on it because I guarantee there were guys like, how am I supposed to jump off it on a right. There's no top on it. There's a top right. on it. But anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, so Rumble. Rumble gets the slight edge over War Games just because even – even I'm starting to get into the modern shit again. Like, they've been hitting their stride, I think. Right. But um, consistently, even when I was kind of a lapsed fan, I still – 
would always watch the Royal Rumble because it's always fun and enjoyable. And oh yeah, it's a good time. Oh yeah, and I like that they did mm-hmm. add a women's Royal Rumble now because now you get two Rumble matches in one show. I mean, not, that's not saying the women's Rumble is always great, you know what I mean? But at least it gives you one at the beginning of the show and then one towards the ending or the middle. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. All right, wrestling All right. or not, wrestling or non-wrestling for the first. Non-wrestling. Non-wrestling. All right. All right. So this is going to be an AEW question. All right. right. <laughs> what are your favorite and least favorite fast food French fries? Oh. Oh, okay. I'll go there. I'll go there first. Okay. My favorite is McDonald's, which I think 90% of the population will say the same thing. You know, what's not, not to love about a McDonald's French fry? They're crispy, they're salty, they're great. Um, my least favorite, on the other hand, maybe I'm going to catch some slack from this, I don't know, checkers. They have a, a that you know, that coating on French, I hate coated French fries, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, it's like, that's, it's just not good, to texture-wise, it's not good. We will get, we will get to that when we get to mine. Okay. Um, uh, Aaron, Mark, unless you... Want to go first, Mark? I'll go. Um, my most favorite is Wendy's. Okay. My least favorite is Sonic's. Okay, good choice. Sonic, Sonic is trash. Anyway, yeah. I do not fuck with Sonic at all. So, so, yeah, Sonic. Sonic, like the only the only thing my wife and I will ever go to Sonic for is she like she likes the drinks like the sea breeze and stuff like that the slushies. Right. But their food is trash. Yeah, <laughs> they used All to make a it. decent corn dog, but it went downhill after that. it's green. You know, like, you are you gonna give me? A, I'd be like, are you gonna give me a bigger box? Because I'm gonna have to have something to shit in after I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in my car. Goes through me like shit through a goose. <laughs> Aaron, um, my favorite French fry is um, the the seasoned curly fries from Arby's. Oh, good call. Um, Mark took his hat, headset off. Like, fuck this, I'm out. Like, he hates <laughs> I, can <hear> him. <laughs> I can hear him. Okay. Ah. Yeah, the seasoned Arby's fries. And then my least favorite would be my least from my least favorite fast food restaurant. And that would be Burger King. All right. So here's where I say Archie. It's funny because you and I actually have um, flip flops. Sorry, sorry, Mitchell. What happened? Are we flip flopped? No, you're good now. I took I took <laughs> instead of taking Mark's other screen out, I took Archie out completely. Oh no! So, oh, you're back. You're back. You're back. Though. So wait, Archie. we disagree so bad you had to throw me off the show. <laughs> sorry, no, I'll take my it's, answer. It's funny because in the same in the same respect, we agree and disagree. Okay. Because my favorite my favorite fast food fry is also McDonald's. Right. But all my my very very close second is actually here in our area it's called Rallies. Right. Here in your area it's Checkers. I like those seasoned fries. I think they're good. Okay, but here's where I'll I'll agree with you though to a certain extent. I've had Rallies as well. 
because mm-hmm. I've been to Baltimore and I've been to, you know, Ohio before. So I've had a rallies. Rallies and checkers are two different places, though. Oh, I know no they're shit. the same. The, fr- the fries are different. Yeah. Oh, the flavor wise, the, the fries are different. The milkshake's different. The burger's different. It's just, I, did I not don't know. It's sort of like, you know, how Hardee's and the and, uh, the other places, well, what is it called? Mm. Hardee's and Carl's Jr. are the same. Yes. Carl's but Jr. yet the food is completely different. It's the same thing. It's owned by the same place. Right. And they have the same logo, but just a different name. Okay. Well, then I've Checkers. never had Checkers fries then. So I, I don't know what it is. Like, I've had a hot dog from Rally, and it was, I was like, wow, this is delicious. I want, I wish we had Rally Bias. My wife's like, we do. It's called Checkers. So I went there and had a hot dog from there. I'm like, this is trash. <laughs> so, you know. Well, and and I'm going to agree with Mark on the least favorite. I think Mark said Burger King. No, I Aaron guess. did. Oh, Aaron did. Yeah. yeah, eating a Burger King French fry is like trying to eat a, an entire fried baked potato. It's like this right. is the thickest, thickest, starchiest, <laughs> grossest French fry I've ever had in my life. I feel like my, I feel like my diabetes. I'm going to lose my foot. Okay. I just ate Here's, a whole potato in one fry. How about, you, how about you put something on it? Salt the fucking thing. You ever heard of? You ever heard of? No wonder they try to give you ketchup all the fucking time. (laughs) Right. My son has a running. Dude, they're like, they're like, do you want eighty-seven packets of ketchup? They're like, no, thank you. You're gonna need them. You're gonna want the (laughs) eighty-seven. It's not extra. Quick quick funny story. When my son was like six or seven, we would bring French fries, obviously, because kids eat French fries every meal. And he eats certain French fries, guys. He would pack away an entire package by himself. Some he would let sit on the table, and I'd always like wonder why. What was did he get full? Whatever. So I actually was like, "Why do you eat the Mc, all the McDonald's or all this, but not these ones? Or you don't like steak fries or whatever?" And he looked at me and he goes, "Dad, they're too potatoey." And I'm like, "What does that mean?" And as he got older, I finally started to realize because I would eat with him French fries a lot. Certain French fries are too potatoey. They're too. It's thin. like having mashed potatoes in a fried, you know. In yeah, a, like I'm not. I'm. I'm not a wedges guy. I don't want. Right. I don't want wedges. I don't. Yeah. I'll say this: the best kind of wedge like that is Wendy's breakfast. Uh, yeah. Wedges. Yeah, those are pretty those are good. You're right. Brown. Those are pretty good. And, They're, and, but that's and, almost and, a hash brown. And and, yeah. and being being on the fast food thing, I was talking to somebody about this the other day at work. McDonald's gets a bad rap, and they shouldn't because I actually like McDonald's food. Me like too. I don't, eat, I don't eat fast food every day. I like, I might eat it once a month or whatever. Right. But it's usually, if if I do, I'm like, man, I really want a fucking double quarter pounder and some fucking fries, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think, I think McDonald's gets a bad rap. Uh, it's only the last I couple of years, though. Just don't agree with it. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. My bowels say, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, that ain't for any us. fast foods like that." Yeah, not yeah. any. But they're oh, yeah. the, 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 the thing I the, the thing I like about McDonald's though is they're consistent. Like you can eat a Big Mac in uh, Archie. What's your hometown? Roselle. Roselle. You can eat. You could eat a. You could eat a fucking Big Mac in Roselle. And you could eat a Big Mac and Van Wert, and it's going to be the same. Same thing, right? Big Mac. I agree with that. But Mark, let other, me ask other you places aren't like that. Mark, let me ask you a question. I uh, said, not all fast food could make a person go to the bathroom. Let me ask you a question. 
two yeah. places that I know definitely make the whole world go to the bathroom after they, as they're eating it. They want to run to the toilet. Taco, Taco Bell and White Castle. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had a White Castle before. Yeah. One of the okay. one of the great one of the greatest things my grandmother ever said to me when I was a kid. That was we there. Went, we it. stopped. We stopped at a Taco Bell because she lived. She lived in Tennessee, so every summer, Aaron and I would go stay with her and my grandpa for two weeks in Tennessee. They'd come pick us up, you know. We drive. I know this fucking line, and it's a Bobby Heenan line. It's <laughs> grandma hit a Bobby Heenan line. Listen. Yes, she's. I said we had. We stopped at Taco Bell, and before we left, I told her, "Grandma, I gotta poop," and she said, "Well." <laughs> You ate it here. You might as well leave it here. <laughs> okay, Grandma Grandma was legit. All right. <laughs> it's not a line that he said. That, that's Bobby Heenan humor right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. yeah. You ate it here. You might as well leave it here. <laughs> All right. I think. Um, Back to Mark. Mark, you're next. Uh, okay. Let's see. All right, wrestling or non-wrestling? Wrestling. 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 Not wrestling. Let's do a wrestling. Right. Your favorite and your least favorite micro wrestler. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to think here. So you're you're talking about midgets. I'll be politically yeah. incorrect. Yeah, but politically correct. So so you know. <laughs> they don't fuck with us. Cause, All right, because I'm just gonna be Fred Blassie and say midgets. All right, we're talking midgets. Here. Yeah, they're right. midgets. Right. Um, favorite one of my favorite. Real quick, one of my favorite stand-up things is uh, Mulaney when he's talking about he was um, writing for something, and he put the word midget in something that he wrote, and they came back to him, and do you guys know who John Mulaney is stand-up comedian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he said he said that he wrote he wrote a joke for this thing and he wrote midget, and they were like, "You can't say midget," and he goes, "What do you mean?" And they're like, "That's just a, that that is a that is as offensive as saying the n word." And he goes, "No, it isn't." And they're like, "Yes, it is." And he's like, "No, it isn't." He's like, "I can tell you that it's not offensive because you're saying midget, but you're saying the n word." <laughs> like, right. It's not right. the same thing, but um, to answer the question, I would say um, my favorite um, midget wrestler is um, Lord Littlebrook, and my least favorite midget wrestler is Puppet. The Psycho Dwarf? The Psycho Dwarf from DNA? hate that thing. Okay. I said thing. I should not. <laughs> you made it worse. It's like it's it's now. Yeah. I don't like puppet. Uh, my favorite would have to be, and look, you guys got to remember, like Nate, like Aaron, like Mark, I go back to the early WrestleManias. And I always loved hearing when they would announce him with, Either King Kong Bundy as his partner, or whoever. Sky Lolo. Sky Lolo. Sky Lolo. He's, he's was, the Undertaker of midget wrestlers. <laughs> right. He was everywhere. <laughs> he was always somewhere. And I always loved it that at the ending of the match, they would turn on Bundy because he would always squash them and they'd get really upset. Uh, so Sky Lolo is my favorite. 
And I, I guess my my least favorite, because it kind of ruined the character, in my opinion, and it went from being a dark character to being a fun character, would be Dink from Do- Doink and Dink. Because you, you think know, Dink, Dink ruined Doink, is what you're saying. Well, obviously, the, the guy portraying Doink ruined Doink because of his demons. But, I mean, they could have still had Steve Kearns play him. And Ray Apollo was doing a fantastic job when they turned it more kitty and funny though when they added Dink. Yeah, I think it ruined the character. Okay. Valid, valid answer. My favorite micro wrestler, to be politically correct. Don't say Kevin Sullivan. Please don't say Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> my actually my favorite midget wrestler is um Masquerita Sagrada or Max Mini. Okay. Oh, that dude was fantastic. Yeah, he was. Hell of a fucking athlete. Yeah, he was he was as good as any as any heavyweight luchador yeah. at his time. Um I don't know. I guess my least favorite would be that um the little Louie guy with the overalls. <laughs> okay, I remember him, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, definitely, 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 definitely Masquerita Sagrada is my favorite. That dude was fucking no, no, no. legit. <laughs> little Louie looked like a, like a little midget pedo. The, the, funny, the funny part is, though, his namesake, because there was actually a bigger version of Masquerita Sagrada in Lucha Libre, not as good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go figure. And, and he was clumsy and this big doofus. And then here's this little guy that came out with the same name, only they called him Masquerita instead of Mascara, because, you know, mm-hmm. make him little. And it's like, wow, this guy can do everything. Why can't his namesake do the same stuff? Right. I don't, I, I don't know the name of that Mexican <sighs> mini that dressed like the monkey, but that thing's fun, too. When they kick him across the ring, yes. Oh, when they kick him out of the ring. He goes flying into the crowd. One of the greatest bumps I've ever seen in my life. He's a a human soccer ball when they do that to him. Like, there's times when Nate, like, he asked a question a long time on a show. Like, if you could show something to somebody that's a non-wrestling fan, what would you show them? That's one of the things that I show them. I'm like, look at this. How could you not find this in the Right. He just baseball slided that fucking monkey into the guardrail. <laughs> and he flew 20 feet. <laughs> yeah, right, I don't know his there. name either. All right, Aaron. All right. Uh, no, uh, Mark, you got to answer your own question. All right. So my favorite isn't even one of the mainstream ones. It's one that's out there on the independent circuit. His name is Micro Tiger. Okay. And, and you can just about guess, you know. What what that? Yeah, I've, ne- I've never is. I've never seen him, but I can guess. <laughs> right, I, I'm googling micro tiger, <laughs> and my least oh favorite, god, <laughs> my least favorite would be probably the Haiti kid. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just not a fan. <laughs> I'm, the 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 name of this episode will be Mark hates Haiti kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Here's the crack up. There are early pictures of Mike, Micro Tiger from like 2010 or 2015. Uh huh. And he's this skinny little guy with a long beard and hair with a with a, obviously a tiger mask on and whatever. And then as you get to 2020, he's this giant bull. 
<laughs> and a tiger mask. Yeah. So he gained crazy weight in 10 years. <laughs> he went from micro tiger to micro panda. Right. Exactly. He looks like Kung Fu Panda. That's what he knows he looks like. <laughs> That's funny. But no, we went and seen the one of those shows that they put on that was like 45 minutes away from, from the house. And it, it was my birthday, and everybody's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, there's fucking midget wrestling. So let's <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> Mark went to the big match that night. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was pretty fun, though. Like, it's, it's, it was a, hu- it's it was a huge card. <laughs> Believe it or not, those, those little guys be bumping like a motherfucker. No, they're great. <laughs> I, I can't lie. Whenever I watch midget wrestling, whether it be live in person or on television, I get a kick out of it because they actually go better than some of the mainstream guys. Hell yeah. So who's next? Is it me or is it Aaron? I believe it's Aaron. Okay. I think I've only asked like one question. This is like yes. a fun this is a fun idea. I don't know who thought of it, but good job. Um I heard it was Chad's idea. <laughs> I don't know, guy. Um, um, favorite big man wrestler and least favorite big man wrestler. All, All right. right. So my favorite big man wrestler, it's always a tough question for me because it's actually a tie. And and that's not a cop out. That's not lazy booking. It's legit. Like they, it's a tie. It's Vader and Bam Bam Big. Bam Bam We've are, discussed this before, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are my those are my two favorite big man wrestlers. Okay. Least favorite Uncle Elmer. Falls okay, on his sir. fucking ass at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uncle Elmer, Plowboy Frazier, whatever you want to call him. I know. Seemed like sounds from everything I've ever heard. Perfectly nice guy. Like everybody right. liked him. But as far as in the ring, but yeah, isn't there like the only time then that Ventura tried to like cover up for a face? Didn't yeah, say, he hit him, oh, so, so hit him so hard he fell over himself. <laughs> so nice of a guy, fucking yeah. Frazier. Like. It's like Ventura, he he's just Ventura, fat and sloppy. Ventura had a chance to make fun of somebody and didn't do it. <laughs> but yeah, Vader and Bam Bam are, are in my opinion. I'm best. I'm with you on that. It would definitely be a tie between Vader and Bam Bam. And again, not a cop out or anything like that. But how do you? You know, I, I mean, yeah, you could say Andre, but I never saw Andre in his prime. I what? never saw Andre moving around the ring. You know what I one mean? One of one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life is not from a pay per view. It's not from a Raw. It's not from a Nitro. It is Bret Hart. Versus Bam Bam Bigelow in Barcelona, Spain, on yes, like a random tapes. Yep. a random. I think it's on the the one of the Bret Hart DVDs. It's on it's mm-hmm. on the one where it's it's on the one where he came back, and and they wanted to do a DVD, and he said, "I'll I'll do the DVD, but but I'm, I'm picking the matches. Yeah, I'm gonna pick I'm mm-hmm. gonna pick my matches. Like yeah. you're not gonna produce my DVD. Like you can produce it, but I mm-hmm. like." Like, you know, most guys come back and are like, fuck it, do whatever you want. And he right, was like, right. well, you're going to do what I want to do. Because part of it was probably like, if I just let you guys do whatever the fuck you want to do, you're going to put the you're gonna bury me. Right. You're going to put the screw job on there. You know, yeah. like, like it wasn't a documentary. It was it was just his matches. Right. You know? They would have picked but, Isaac Eggham. They would have picked Gary Lawler, Kiss My Foot match, Hakushi, which are it is. His matches with Hakushi were good, but the match that. Nate's talking about with Bam Bam and everything else on that DVD is fantastic. 
<laughs> and the match is really good. But there's a point in the match because what is it? It's Bobby, um, Jr. and I think Savage doing the yes. commentary. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's a point where the cra- where the camera's on the crowd like way too long, and nobody's mentioning it, mentioning it. And then Bobby goes, "Are we going to be on this crowd anymore?" <laughs> He's like, "I, I don't want to watch Ricky Ricardo and his." family <laughs> what are we doing and jr's like yeah i agree bobby like what are we doing here <laughs> but well, no, Arch- fantastic archie you agree with me on bam bam and bam vader, and vader. Who, um, who's your least favorite? favorite part of me want and look i know he was great in in overseas in the uk as the giant haystacks but when he came to wcw as Loch Ness. It was just brutal seeing that guy try to move around the ring. You know what I mean? But all in all, in honesty, it would have to be Roadblock from WCW because, Oof. let's face it, Lex Luger got everybody up in the torture rack, and he couldn't get that guy up because he was just dead weight. You know what I mean? He almost broke Lex Luger's neck that night not being able to get him up in the torture rack. Yeah. Fat so, Joe Dirt. Fat Joe yeah. Dirt. Yeah. So, Mark? So, my... Favorite big guy is Yokozuna. Okay. My least favorite is going to be Bastion Booger. Mike, say it and I'll kill you. You make that joke and I will kill you where you stand. What the fuck? Don't you even think about it, Mark. You know what you know exactly what I mean, so don't even say it. Is he implying that Mark thinks the arc he looks like Bastion Booger? A lot of himself, Jeremy Cotton, and a couple other guys in the groups like to say that I look like Bastion Booger. You look Number more like one. Earth, you look more like Earthquake. Thank you. I, I'll Penta. take John Penta all day long. I've never said that you I look like this. Bastion Booger. I will say this. I will say this live on the air. So that everybody can hear. Mike Shaw, as, as what was he, Norman the Lunatic, was yes. funny as hell. And as Friar Ferguson was actually weird and funny, you know what I mean? But as Bastion Booger, he was a disgusting looking piece of shit. <laughs> That's why I get so angry. It's not because they're. Oh, uh, uh, damn. Mitchell Kidd himself. <laughs> he's, so. he's, he's back. Um. <laughs> Yoko, yeah, Yoko, to move that weight around that well uh-huh. is a fucking. Uh, th- there's never been, and and again, like I said, Vader and Bam are my are my two favorite. But I will say this: I don't know that there's ever been a guy in that weight class that could move like that. It's a miracle. That, that spinning right. heel when he would hit that spinning heel kick and leave his feet. It was like it, you you almost felt bad for the guy taking it. Like, oh god, you just got hit by six hundred pounds. Well, what I was gonna say was, and he's he's not one of my guys, but what I think is the most impressive about it is that he was that fucking big, and I've never ever heard anybody say he hurt them. He hurt them, right? Like him being able to move like that is fantastic, but him being able to move like that. 
and not fucking fall on somebody. All right. those all those bonsai drops, and he never broke somebody's ribs. And we saw yeah. that one video where his feet gave out, and he literally landed on the guy full force. And that guy never went like came out was like you know Yokozuna broke my sternum. Mm-hmm. You know. What I mean? <laughs> so Aaron, what what Aaron? What's your answer to your question? Um, mine was I was like you said when you said oh it might be a cop out because there's a tie I have a tie and one of my ties is the the same as what you guys said it's Bam Bam Bigelow and um, the other reason it's a tie was because I was like ah these guys might try to tell me he's not a big man wrestler no he's big man I no not this I know Bam Bam but like this this other guy you guys might tell me he's not a big man wrestler and it's uh, Dr. Death is Dr. Death considered a wrestler? Was, I've always seen him booked as a super heavyweight. You know what I mean? So I, I would, I guess I would consider him a big man. He was definitely fucking Cornbread fan. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. towards the tail end of his career, he was, he was big, yeah. So, But, I mean, he's, what, 6'4", and he's, like, 289 pounds, yeah. like, and just fucking has no neck. It Like, to me, he's a big man wrestler, and, and it's kind of like, People don't think of an like a lot of times people don't think of animal as being a big man wrestler, but I consider him a big man wrestler. Definitely, definitely. You know, to me, a big man wrestler ways. isn't just a big fat guy; it's a big right. motherfucker and it's a, mm-hmm. a horse, a powerhouse. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and and Steve Williams to me is it's Bammer and then it's Steve. I um, I agree with you there. And the reason I smiled when Archie said his least was because he's my least, and I think I put him in the Hall of Shame, and it's uh. It's heart block or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Hit you with the quadruple bypass. Yeah. uh, Aaron, I will say in regards to Dr. Death, I I loved Steve Williams as a single, but when he finally got, when they put him and Gordy together in Japan and then they came to the States and fought the Steiners and everything like that, I don't think you could have put in two more brutish guys together since like Stan Henson and and what what was uh what, what can't think of his name Hanson and Brody yeah Hanson and Brody yeah that's the, you know what I mean that was the mm-hmm. way I looked at them like a modern day Hanson and Brody so yeah. you know so I'll do a wrestling one next okay not WWF not WCW and you can't count the NWA because it was an, an amalgamation of all the promotions at the time. I don't know what that word means. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, com- I'm just kidding. Combination. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm kidding. Is this least favorite, most favorite promotion? Least favorite, most favorite territory. Yes. Ooh. I uh, I kind of asked the same question, so we no. can well, scratch right. two off here. That's okay. Um, I'll give my answer. Um, so, Nate, can I do it as the promotion, not technically a territory? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I just I wrote territory down, but I think of everything that's not WWF, WCW, or the NWA and ECW as a territory. So okay, because my my favorite is Jim Crockett Promotions. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's whether it's Mid Atlantic, like Mid Atlantic, whether it's um, JCP, like when they did the NWA, you know, you know what I'm saying, like World Championship Wrestling. Um, to me, that's just, I love that shit. 
you know, I love that studio wrestling. And I know that everything did studio wrestling, but to me, that's the one like Flair, Dusty, Tully. Yeah. Um, the roadies, all that to me, that's the shit. You know, that's my shit. You know what I mean? Um, and my least favorite wrestling company of all time is XPW. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. XPW stinks. Um, I actually think I, I inducted them into the hall of shame. Yeah. Um, so Mark, like that's not good, bad wrestling. That's bad. No, bad that's no, that's, bad. that's not even wrestling. That's porn. Basically <laughs> yeah. with, with some guys fighting in between, you know what I mean? So, Um, I'm going to say my favorite would have to be, obviously, because, you know, it's more geared towards uh, where I'm geologically located, uh, would be Georgia Championship. Mm -hmm. And my least favorite, probably catch catch a little bit of smoke for it, but uh, TNA. I, I, I just wasn't a fan that whatsoever of TNA. Are you talking um, about early though TNA, 2005 TNA, now now Impact, you know? No, like... He's like all of it. Right, yeah. Like <laughs> Shark Boy and all of it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. Well, for me, my favorite is, Flor- is Flor- the Florida Territory with Dusty and Kevin Sullivan. You know what I mean? That was definitely uh, the purple haze, right? The purple <laughs> haze. Uh, I, I didn't know at the time that that was woman when she was with Kevin Sullivan. So once I found out it was, I went back and watched. But just everything about that storyline and that was put through that territory between them was fantastic, and it got me geared up as a teenager that when ECW started to get bigger, it was like, okay, this is what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. You know, this is hardcore wrestling. So without, I feel without Florida, there maybe wouldn't have been an ECW because Paul Heyman was around that area as well and, and learned from it. And my least favorite? Hmm. Probably uh, it, it was the precursor to TNA. It was a company called World Ch- World uh, World Wrestling All Stars. It was in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we and, watched those, remember? Yeah, and, the February and, of fuckery. Yep. <laughs> Do you guys watch that shit? Yep, and it was it was because number one, audio was bad on every show you tried to watch, and I'm going back to even when it was on pay per view, the audio was bad. The wrestling looked bad. You know the production value. But then they never had a they, – they wanted to have a commissioner. They never had a set commissioner. It went from Bret Hart to Sting to Sid. Meanwhile, Sid was still walking with a cane from breaking his leg. You know what I mean? And uh, the champion, they, they would they gave the title to everybody they could, and the guy could never make it back to Australia to come and defend it. So, like, why did you poorly book a cheap man's WCW? Right. You know, and so. So, for me, it's hands down, no doubt – my favorite territory of all time is, is Memphis. Um, right. For all it's good and all it's bad to me, if I'm going to, if I'm going to tell you what is other than other than, and I, I'm a WWF slash WWE guy folks. So whatever, judge me for it. I don't give a shit. It's what I like to watch, <laughs> but if it's not WWF slash WWE, 
If you're saying, Nate, what wrestling, you can only watch one wrestling promotion for the rest of your life, give me Memphis. For all that's good and all that's bad, I fucking love Memphis wrestling. It's the best. Um, and Memphis is, oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, I was, and I, would, I was just going to say, and you can comment, but uh, XPW is actually also my least favorite just because I fucking loathe everything XPW. But since you said that, Aaron, I will also say this, and this is this is hard to say because I do like a lot of the talent that was in it. But if you're going to sit down and watch a territory, and I also love global, but if you're going to sit down and watch a territory from beginning to end without a break, world class actually isn't that great um, because it's so repetitive. Yeah, Every the, week, it's the Von Erichs beating the Freebirds. The Von Erichs beating this. You know what I mean? It's just so repetitive. And I'm not hating on it because it really is. There's some great talent there and stuff. But world class is, is just too repetitive to sit down and just watch it. It was a company that didn't want to. I don't want to say it. Fritz wasn't willing. Even if somebody was really good, Fritz wasn't willing to say, okay, we're going to go with this guy instead of the, the, the thing. The thing that world class did best was they actually were the innovators in television pre oh, presenting, yeah. presenting yeah. wrestling on TV. Yeah. They, they, they invented a lot of shit that people still use now, but the unwillingness to move on. I almost said pull the trigger, which I shouldn't have said, but <laughs> oh, the God. unwillingness to say, okay, we we got to move on to something else because this guy's over or that guy's over, and and it showed when the other guy when the boys started going away. That and that and that and that also and because it's funny because you could you could actually throw it in my face. That speaks to the testament of Jerry Lawler because, on one hand, I'm saying I got the same stars over and over and over again in world class, but I can also deal with the fact that Jerry Lawler's the mainstay in in, in Memphis. But he wasn't wrestling the same guy every week. Right. And sometimes he was wrestling a mummy. <laughs> and it's ridiculous, but it's still fun. He, he did the Bruno route of, I'm going to bring this guy in, and I'm going to get three or four matches out of him, and then he's going to go away. Mm -hmm. And I'll bring somebody else in, and they're going to beat me. You know, Fritz didn't Just, do that. Yeah, Memphis with, with Lawler and Lance Russell on the call. And it's just, it's to me, it's the best episodic other than the wwf it's the best episodic pro wrestling of all time and we all have our own own tastes i'm not going to hate on georgia i'm not going to hate on JC, jcp just this what? is just a personal thing this is you know memphis is my shit man i love memphis all right um, back to mark yes mark you want to go uh non-wrestling Yeah, I can go non-wrestling. All right. Let's hear. What is your guys' favorite brand of coffee, and how do you take your coffee, and what is your least? Oh, God. This is setting me up for failure. This okay, so. It's going to be a very quick answer for me. Yeah. Aaron doesn't drink coffee. My least favorite coffee is all it's of it. all coffee, right? And my <laughs> most favorite coffee is none of it. And my least favorite thing about coffee is when somebody goes, you wouldn't like me before I drink my coffee. <laughs> I don't like the after you drink your coffee. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, shit. That's good. I don't like you. <laughs> I, I drink 
I don't have I don't necessarily have a least favorite just because to be honest with you, when I was like twenty, I picked a brand and went with it. So for my entire adult life, excuse me, I've drank Maxwell House. Okay. And I am very simple. Before before I got the diabetes, <laughs> I drank <laughs> Ma- Maxwell House black with sugar in it. And now I drink Maxwell House black with Splenda in it. I don't I don't put anything else. Like my wife, I always tell her, do you want some coffee with your creamer? Because she puts like creamer in it and and then liquid hazelnut creamer in it and that's but good. yeah, just black coffee with Splenda for me, and it's Maxwell House. Okay, so and if I'm gonna say I have a least favorite, it's Colombian. I don't like Colombian coffee. All right, so you have the non-coffee drinker, and you've got the basic black coffee drinker, and then you have me. And I wasn't always like this. I used to like, like Nate said, Folgers, Maxwell House, normal coffee. But then I discovered Starbucks. And now I order like my name, like, you know, I'm just any basic guy. You know what I mean? It's not a coffee anymore. It's basically a milkshake, <laughs> but it's good. And I like it. So judge yeah. me all you want. The reason coffee and people can say, oh, coffee is great. It's like, no, coffee is disgusting. Like, <laughs> it's you all don't, the stuff you, you put don't, in You it. don't like coffee. You like, you like greasy cream and coffee. sugar. <laughs> you like greasy cups. You like mint <laughs> You don't like coffee. I my do. least, my least favorite. <laughs> I my 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 go-to in the morning though is a regular cup of coffee, usually like a Tim Hortons or you know any kind of brand that whatever pod they made for the Keurig that we have, and uh, two creams and one Splenda because I I almost have the diabetes and I don't want to get it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite brand of coffee though, and it, the last few years because it's basically become. Brown water in a cup is Dunkin' Donuts. It's we don't it's, we don't have we don't have a Dunkin' around here, so I've actually good. never even had their coffee. Good, no, we do. No, I didn't know. Good, Dunkin' um, Donuts is bad coffee, though, in my opinion. It's water. I don't know how American it, runs on Dunkin'. Yeah, Archie, that was good. You do not want to, Archie. You do not want to go by the diabetes. Like you don't want that to be what takes you, because I think that's what took Mike Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, you're such a booger. <laughs> Good shit, pal. All right, Mark, you got to answer your own question. Um, <laughs> I've gotten to where I don't even drink hot coffee anymore. I drink the cold brew stuff. Okay. And uh, I got this kind of coffee that's called mashup coffee. And I uh, it's the beans. I buy it by the bag and throw it in the blender. Chop it up and then mix my cold brew up and it takes 24 hours to brew that so okay ice cold brew yep mm-hmm. Ma- macgyver 20 hours or whatever for a fucking what, when i want coffee i, <laughs> no, I, I make a gallon of it so, at I put, so i put my coffee in the smoker <laughs> and then <laughs> like I'm, i make a gallon of it at a time man. Two days from now, this is really gonna give me a <laughs> I'm gonna be Monday fuck? and Tuesday, I'm gonna be shitty, but I guarantee you by Wednesday I'll be awake. I'll just drink my beer and diet Pepsi and be fucking fine. It's right there when I want it. <laughs> All right, what's your least favorite? My least favorite is apparently instant. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I I can't fuck with instant coffee. It will it will fuck me up. No, instant coffee is bad. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, you know that. Does everybody here watch Yellowstone? Yes. You know yeah. when Casey? You know when Casey had to go out and do his like Indian thing, where he had to sit there for days and you know, see his vision. That's what I picture Mark making his coffee. Like he's gonna go, <laughs> he's gonna go out, <laughs> go out with a fucking rug over him and yeah. <laughs> the fire extinguishes the fire yeah. extinguishes, and he's still making his coffee. Yeah, Mark. Mark says that says the thing Aaron hates the most. You won't like me until I have my coffee. Aaron's gonna be like, "What will that be?" <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Christ, it's Tuesday. It's like, listen, you you visioned eighty coyotes. Just drink it. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, like it was good for a while. Like energy, like a motherfucker, and it just it hits different. Yeah, but you know they make cold brew ready to go, right? Yeah, well, I mean, okay. when, Star- like when, when Starbucks is thirty-five minute minimum no, drive, no, no, you make in that shit at the house in the supermarket where they sell the fancy creamer and the milk and the, and the thing. There is a giant jug and it says cold brew on it, and you just pop it in your fridge and you can pour it. Mark's like they do. I can do it at the house. <laughs> Mark's like they do. Welcome, welcome to welcome to household tips with Archie Mitchell. Yes, yes. Um, Aaron's next, right? Yes. Sure. I don't know. Um, Aaron's next question: How long does it take you to bring your coffee? <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Um, all of mine are wrestling questions. So, um. I only have two more. How many more do you guys have? I have okay. two. Okay. I actually like this idea. Um, so, most favorite wrestling theme, like song, and um, so least and most favorite wrestling song. All right. For me, for me, favorite. I would normally say Cult of Personality for CM Punk, but I mean, that's a real song, so we'll go away from there. Well, my, I, my favorite's a real song. But well, I okay. know, I know, but uh, actual wrestling theme, I got to give it to the Z Generation X theme song, because whenever I hear that, it's just like, I don't know, I get pumped up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the original the, DX theme song, worst theme song, the song I hate the most theme song, Probably the um, the song that Austin Theory comes out to now. Hey, because I'm not down. an Austin Theory. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an Austin Theory fan, and just hearing his song makes me cringe. So, I guess back in the day, though, the song I hated the most, like I don't know, I'm um, maybe the original Gold Dust theme. Okay, it's an interesting one. So. Mark? Um, Alright, my favorite entrance, my most favorite entrance music, and I'm probably going to get shit on this one, but I don't give a fuck because I liked it. The Oddities. By ICP? Yeah, with... with, with Dude, ICP is fucking trash. I, I liked the fucking entrance music, though. 
Please don't tell me you like ICP. I just like the entrance music. I think Mark used to be a juggalo. Oh, totally not. Not. (laughs) (laughs) You've heard heard of Mark Ruffalo. Here on our (laughs) podcast, we have Mark Juggalo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My least favorite... Right to censor. Oof. That was some annoying fucking entrance music. Yeah, you just you just made me change my mind. You're right. <laughs> so the right to censor did its job. It made somebody change their mind. It, literally, that fucking entrance music used to, like I like fucking turned the volume on the television all the way down when them motherfuckers were coming out. <clears throat> That that was a bad one. I ain't gonna lie. Right to center. Maybe I want to change my answer to right to center. I'm not changing mine. <laughs> All right, so, Nate, you're up. All right. So my favorite. It's funny because you wouldn't think that this would stick out, but it does. I realized it because I realized that every time that it's on. Okay, so I have two. Can I have two? Yes. <laughs> you're the host. You can do whatever you want. All right, so first, the first one, absolutely, positively, the first number one for me is the It's My Time Triple H theme. Okay. That theme has a great beat. Keep your finger off the trigger button, Mr. Dunn. Yes, it has a great beat. It has great lyrics. It's a cool-ass song. And then the other one I'll say, random, Gangrel. That's a good. The brood theme is is a banger. Come on now. That's a head bobber right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then um, my least favorite. So Mark Mark took right to or he changed my mind to right to censor. <laughs> but my least favorite isn't even so much that it's it it annoys me or anything like that. Other than right to censor now. <laughs> and now that you think about it, you're like that. That was fucking yeah. horrible. <laughs> but because it doesn't translate to being a wrestling theme, is that fucking <coughs> Uncle Cracker song that X Factor used? Uh huh. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I got everything I ever wanted. That thing, that fucking thing, is not a wrestling theme. It's not like it's not that it's a bad song. It's a shitty wrestling theme. The ultimate, especially for especially for you're heels. not you're not wrong. Especially you're for heels, wrong. shit did not. Especially we're right because the, the beginning of it was it made you think that we were about to hear an actual great song. You're rolling with the X Factor, and yeah. then all of a sudden, I got everything. I, I got everything. What the fuck is going on? This guy but was Uncle- broke. <laughs> Also, it does suck because Uncle Cracker sucks. I'm just saying, it's like, did I'm, this guy get Bell's palsy while he was recording the song? If, you're, if your kid rocks Toadie, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> but you're see, the Brutus beefcake of music, Uncle Cracker. But this is what I'm wondering, though, Aaron. They were like, hey, look, we need American Badass for The Undertaker. Can we get a kid rock? And he's like, yeah, I want so much money, and I'll even perform it at WrestleMania. But you gotta let Uncle Cracker do a theme song too. Fuck, what about Xbox? They're like, who's our I most like expend? Who's our most expendable yeah. faction? He's the Brutus Beefcake of music. It's like, if you want me, you gotta take this guy. 
that had to be the move there, right? (laughs) All right, Aaron, you're up. Answer your question. The reason I said you could have two is because I have two. Okay. Um, Gangrel's a banger. Yeah, it is. (laughs) He did porn, too, so. Did he? Well, he directed it, at least. (laughs) Um, So do you guys want my alternate, or do you want my actual number one? Start with your alternate. My alternate is Pomp and Circumstance for Randy Savage. Okay. Good song. And my all-time favorite wrestling theme, and it's not even a theme that was like written by like Jimmy Hart or Jim Johnston or anything like that. It's a it's a song that just encapsulate or encapsulates I I try to use a good word and I fucked it up. But it's Voodoo Child for Hulk Hogan. It's it matched. Perfect it was perfect. Song. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Yeah. It's fucking perfect. I don't know. Who you read the, of it. If you read the Hogan, that's Hogan all the way. I don't know if it was Hogan, but whoever it was was great. It was Hogan. There's no way that Bischoff was like, oh, I'm going to license Voodoo Child. He no, I'm thinking it might have been Nash, fucking, but you might be right. It could have been Hogan. If, 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 if you read the lyrics to that fucking mm-hmm. song, the story that it tells for one, yeah. it's, for one is Jimi Hendrix, and he's in my top ten favorite artists. Of ever. course, of course. But but the fucking song and the lyrics and the the cadence and him being able to walk out to it and everything, it's fucking perfect. But Aaron, he never seen, I've it. never seen a theme song that just fit, fit. A fucking wrestler more than that. But but he'd play air. He would play air guitar, and then he would hit like the first line of the song. And he'd go, I'm standing next to a mountain and I chop it down with the edge of my hand. hand. And you're like, that's Hogan. It's fucking great. It's Hogan. You know what I mean? It was perfect. <laughs> standing next to a booker, I chop him down <laughs> with the edge of my hand. <laughs> and that guy's playing fucking airplane right next to him. It, and it, it's, it's also it's also one of the few I call it, I call it voodoo baby. But it's also one of the few uh, like WWE network themes where they actually got that one right. Right. Like the overdub or whatever. Yeah. Right. I call it Voodoo Baby just because it's <laughs> funny to me. But uh, but yeah, Voodoo Child, fantastic. Fantastic. Hogan fits perfectly. Yeah. Definitely. He shouldn't uh, have stopped using it after the NWO. He was still Hollywood Hogan when he went back to the red and yellow. Why didn't he keep it? I don't know. <laughs> And my least favorite is a deep cut, and you guys probably might not know it, but it was he used it in like '92 and '93, and it came from the Slam Jam album from WCW, mm-hmm. and it's when they made Ricky Steamboat come out to the theme song "Family Man." Hmm. Yes, you know what I thought you were gonna say? What's that? It's it's equally Family Man's awful. But what is also equally awful is that fucking music they gave Ron Simmons. That yeah, they should have never taken they should have never taken the Doom theme off of him. Right, but yeah, I agree on the Steamboat one too. No, like oh, go ahead, sorry. No, Steamboat was his song for him was fantastic. They should have never changed it. It had it, it it literally you could you picture Ricky Steamboat when you hear that song. But everything on the Slam Jam, except for the, in my opinion, except for Rick Rude's theme song, everything else was garbage because Sting's song made no sense either. He does this, he does that. 
He's something something. He's quick. Big as, as a, a bear, what? quick as a cat. Quick as a cat. Yeah, like what? But, but there, there's the Ricky Steamboat theme. The opening lines are: Ricky Steamboat is a family man, does the best he can, and then there's like a line where they say, um, "He's the only wrestler left that you can understand." Ricky Steamboat. The dragon. It's like, what the fuck is going right. on? You're talking about a former world heavyweight champion. These are the same people that wrote, Ricky I'm going to be a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> Ricky Steamboat is a family man. Does the best he can. It's like, what the fuck is going on? If the next and... line pays his bills on time, when he can, <laughs> I don't know. Like... Yeah. I, I'm like not a big it's, fan it's of theme songs that are literal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the the Lucha Brothers in AEW come out to a song called Zero Mero and it Lucha Brothers hanging out. Yeah, Lucha Brothers, Zero Mero. And it's like, why? Why? Why not just give them <laughs> music with no words? That's that's the best in certain for certain wrestlers, like Ricky Steamboat's song had no words. His original song. It was just mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, I, I got I gotta get Archie to run that back one more time. How how did that song go, Archie? Lucha Brothers hanging out. Yeah. Hero, <laughs> Miro. And it's like, what? All right, we get it. They're brothers and they're they're Lucha Libre. What what more? Like, why? Why are we this literal? That's the line. Sorry, I was like, I lost it. It's Ricky Steamboat is a family man, loves his wife and kids, and does the best he can. He's the only wrestler still around you can understand. Ricky Steamboat the Dragon. That's the, that's ridiculous. That's the fucking hook for this guy. The Dragon. That's the Dragon. It looks, it looks like a million fucking bucks. It's super fucking handsome. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not gay, but I'm just saying, good looking dude. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Can work his ass off. <laughs> Do all that shit. This is the fucking theme you put right. on him. All because yeah. he wanted to sell a CD. The, it, it was like they if they would have introduced him on rock and wrestling, that's how it would have gone. Right. <laughs> like, oh, here's this nice guy. It's like, what the fuck? Now so we know my, why Ricky never start never uh, turned heel. The yeah. song wouldn't let him. <laughs> so for my next one, do you want non wrestling or wrestling? Mm. I have two more. One's a wrestling. You guys pick. You guys pick. Non-wrestling. Okay. This one's hard for me. The dragon. (laughs) I'm doing the best I can, okay? (laughs) You are a family man. And and you do love your wife and kids. Yeah. 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 I just don't have that physique. Um, And you're the the only one I can understand, so let's go. (laughs) (laughs) This This one's actually hard for... Well... My my favorite is hard for me. My least favorite isn't. What is your favorite and least favorite Quentin Tarantino film? Uh, that's easy for me. My favorite is Pulp Fiction. I could literally watch that movie every time it's on television. One of, one of, one of the best films ever made. In the I have it on DVD. A close second might be Reservoir Dogs, but I mean, it's it's Pulp Fiction all day. Least favorite? Um, probably. The, I don't know if I have a least favorite. Actually, 
I mean, there was four rooms was fantastic. Uh, That's why I said it's this one. This one was tough. Well, yeah. first for the favorite, but then for the least favorite, just because if I say least favorite, I'm I'm not alluding in any way, shape, or form that I dislike the movie. Right. You know? I guess the one that I don't watch a lot that I can't that I never even when it's on, I'll be like, ah, I don't need to watch it. I've seen it before. Dust till dawn. Okay. You know what I mean. And it's yeah. not his fault, but it's just, mm-hmm. you know. That's because they played that motherfucker on TNT yeah, every, every fucking day of yeah. <laughs> when we the were best younger. The part of that movie is Selma Hayek. I mean, let's be honest. I was <laughs> going to say, I can't hate that because of that. Right. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? Um, <laughs> Mark? Um... I figured Pulp Fiction was going to be a favorite all the way around, but I have a difficulty with it. But Okay. I'd say out of the ones that I'm seeing right here, it would probably be The Hateful Eight. That's your okay. favorite? Yeah, as, as my favorite. And my least favorite, I just wasn't into these movies. Uh, probably going to be Jackie Brown. Okay. Jackie Brown's great. Actually, Jackie Brown's my least favorite too. However, again, I love the movie. Like all of Tarantino's movies are in my right. favorite movies of all time. So if right. I'm picking best or worst, it's kind of like making me pick my least favorite Star Wars movie. Right. You know? Right. Aaron, what do you say? Well, this is like trying to make me pick my least favorite ball. But um... <laughs> me trying to pick my least favorite kid. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> My favorite is Reservoir Dogs. I love that mm-hmm. fucking movie. <clears throat> and I'd say my least favorite is Inglorious Bastards. Good show. Right. I'm not a fan of Inglorious Bastards as much as I thought I was too. So you're good on that. Yeah. Um, I agree with Mark on least favorite. Like if I'm going to pick a Tarantino movie to watch, the one I'm probably going to pick last is Jackie Brown. Again, fantastic movie. Because right. we're, we're just taking the movies of a fantastic director and creator. Right. Jackie Brown's probably my least favorite. I love when I, fucking De Niro shoots uh, <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah. And he's like, just shut up. Stop talking. Stop. And he just shoots her in the fucking face. Pulp Fiction. It's a horrible fucking thing to do, but it's so fucking funny. Pulp Fiction is an easy pick, all right? Pulp Fiction is one of the greatest films ever made. Ever. And and I will not ever say anything poorly about it. And when I was when I was 16 years old and that movie came out, it was a transcending film for me in my life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. However, as much as I love it, do you know what I watch more? What? Like Kill Bill the, 1? Kill Bill 1 and 2. I watched yeah. this one movie, Kill Bill. Kill Bill's so fucking good. It like, is so it is. The storytelling fucking is amazing. Good. And you know what the crazy thing about it is? I don't know. I don't know if Aaron even. I don't know if I've ever even told Aaron this. You know, Kendall will not watch Tarantino movies with me because for some reason she has an irrational hate of Uma Thurman. Really? Yeah. I'm like, I love Uma. Like, Uma's fucking amazing. She's amazing in everything, especially Tarantino movies. And Kendall's like, I'm not fucking watching it. I hate her. All right, fine. <laughs> That's fine. We don't have to watch You don't have to watch it. But yeah, 
Kill the Kill Bill movies, and I always watch them as one movie. Right. You yeah, have that, to. I think you they're my to. favorites. And I, I again I love Pulp Fiction. It's so right. good. Quick That's question. how I watch Lonesome Dove. <laughs> it's totally different things, but <laughs> once a year I'm like, I'm gonna watch all of Lonesome Dove. <laughs> Clock in like back a lunch. Is that like 80 episodes? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so quick question oh, on, on topic with Pulp Fiction. Nate. Mm-hmm. To me, someone who's seen the movie a hundred times. I look at it as in three days, but they're cut. It's cut so differently. Yes. My brother, Jimmy, says that it's actually only a day and a half. And my friend, Wallace, says that it's two days. How many days do you say it is? I I agree with you. I think it's three. Right. Right? Because the first day is the day they go to pick up the briefcase. Day Mm -hmm. one. And then they end up at the bar with Bruce Willis. And then Bruce Willis has his fight later on that night. Right. Right. The next day, he wakes up. Right. No, wait, I lied. After the bar, it's nothing to do with the fight. The fight isn't until the next day. Uma Thurman and and John Travolta go out that night. All that stuff happens where she almost dies. Don't be a square. Don't be a square. Jack Rabbit Slims. And also, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off, RT. No, go ahead. But there's like, that's the other thing that's great about Tarantino movies is the fucking soundtracks. Right. Like, if I hear that Chuck Berry song, mm-hmm. I immediately think. Them dancing. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. that's the first thing in my, anyway. Yeah, no. So to me, it's three days. I just, it's the way that I cut it. And and also, in my opinion, Pulp Fiction single-handedly saved John Travolta's career. Well, no doubt. No so. doubt. Because it's like he did Pulp Fiction, and then oh, here's Face Off, and right. here's yeah, oh yeah, right. It's like you ain't done shit since Look Who's Talking, motherfucker. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, Michael, Michael, knowing it was you know what I mean, phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's like what did you you were making tearjerker movies? Why you're John Travolta? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you get? What What do you guys think the McGruffin is in the in the briefcase? You guys know what a McGruffin is? Sorry. I, I've heard the statement before. I don't know what it means. It, it's a, it, it's an object in a movie that you don't actually, you don't see, actually see, and they don't tell you what it is. Tarantino swears it's not what everybody thinks it is. I thought it was Marcellus Wallace's soul. Oh, it is. I, but Tarantino Definitely. swears that that's not it because the briefcase uh, thing, the, the code on the briefcase is 666. When he opens it, it's glowing. When he opens it again for Ringo at the diner, it's glowing, and he goes, oh, my God, that's beautiful. Is that what I think it is? So, I don't know. It's his soul. Tortino. I said Tortino. I said Tortino. Tortino, like he's a pizza. He's a pizza <laughs> pizza <pie>. roll. <laughs> but I think he's, I don't know it's not that, because he wants to right. seem smarter than what he is. But right. it, it, and he's a, he's a very intelligent guy, music-wise. No, or movie wise, but that's that's what it is. It's just fucking soul. Has to be. Has to be. All right. So my final word on Tarantino because I thought about it while we were taking a imaginary piss break. A poop. Kill Bill. The best action sequences are the crazy eighty eight stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And actually, the best line in the whole two movies that makes me giggle every single time 
is when David Carradine goes, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. That's Ooh. so fucking, because that scene is so intense, you know? And right. He's like, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Anyway, Mark, non-wrestling. Your most favorite and least favorite desserts. All right. Easy. Easy. Go ahead, Nate. Easy for me because I'm not a sweets guy. Okay. But I love a good fucking cheesecake. And that is my grandma's fault because my grandma always made me cheesecake. That's like, I, I don't like cake. So she right. always made cheesecake for my birthday and stuff. So not only do I love it, but it also obviously has a sentimental value to me. Cheesecake in any form is fantastic. And then for me, everything else is just there. So I'm I'm not I'm it's not a sweets guy, I'm not a desserts guy, but fucking motherfucking cheesecake. <laughs> and your least favorite? Not everything else. I, I just, right. seriously I don't I don't eat cheesecake sweets. Cheesecake or like, die with like, yeah, like we'll, we'll have we'll have we'll have dinner and then a couple hours later my wife will get like a bowl of ice cream and I'm eating a bag of combos or something. I just <laughs> it just doesn't interest me, sweet food. Understandable. Ironically, I have diabetes, but anyway. <laughs> Mine is a very well made brownie. Okay. Like if somebody says I have brownies, With the weed in it? <laughs> no. No, I was just I was just joking. You just said very yeah. well made. So his whole, his have, whole reaction tells you there's a yeah. story with that. He was yeah. like, "No, I, I love alcohol, and I love shit that like changes your like, situation <laughs> in your mind." I am not a weed guy. Weed fucks me up, and I don't like it. And I don't I like would, it either. I'm not a weed guy either. Like, if I want to be hungry and thirsty, I'll just fucking go to work for eight hours. I was hey. at a party once, and everybody ate a brownie. And I ate a brownie. I was like, I don't feel shit. And I looked, and in my mind, because I was already drunk, in my mind, I was like, I don't feel nothing. But I didn't realize, oh, it's got to digest through your system. And there was one more brownie on the fucking platter. So I'm like, I'm going to eat that. I want to have a good time. Oh, you overdid it. I ate two of them, and they were like, hey, man, I was going. I was like, great. I just ate another brownie, and they were like, oh, no. Oh, no. What's up? What's up, Cheech and Chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> that When he said that, that's all I could think about was Cheech and Chong, where he's like, <laughs> and I And then all kinds of other shit was going on around me. I was like, I got to go, and I left. I was like, I'm gonna walk home. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go home and go to bed. And by the time I <laughs> up, and this was just in our little small town. But by the time, because we do have an airport, it's not really an airport. It's more like like a landing strip. I looked up and I was like, "What is that orange thing up there?" And it was a windsock. And I was standing. On the landing strip of our little oh, airport, I'm like, oh my god! For so once, you never an airstrip is a felony, and I'm stoned. I gotta get out, and nobody sees me. I gotta get the fuck out of here. 
It was the worst, one of the worst nights of my life. So, and Aaron never took drugs another day in his life. Not <laughs> but I do love a really good non-enhanced brownie. And my least favorite, like dessert, would be a cannoli. Okay, so Nate took my answer, and Aaron's going to crap on my second answer, so I'll switch it up then. Because I do like a good cheesecake, and I do like a good cannoli. I won't crap but, on your cannoli. No, don't crap. Please don't crap on my cannoli. <laughs> um, he, won't, he won't crap on your cannoli if you don't crap on his windsock. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a cream puff guy. I like good cream puff, but homemade, not. Can you isolate that? <laughs> I want that, that as my ringer. Just, I want that just as Arch, my Archie, Archie, just saying, I'm a cream puff. I'm guy. a cream puff yeah, guy. <laughs> no, I like I like a good cream puff, and my least favorite <laughs> dessert is probably sugar cookies. Sugar cookies. I just yeah. No, if you're gonna make a cookie, at least put chocolate the chips in it. Or just the, the no, sugar just the sugar, cookie. just the sugar cookie, just a plain, ordinary, hard sugar cookie. Yeah, it's like <laughs> thanks. That's like the that's like the kind of cookie you get at like a house showing. Like right. They, <laughs> they wanted the, the the most basic and cheapest cookie. Right. Here's a sugar cookie. So what is it? It's a cookie. Right. With sugar. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the stupidity is if they would have just put chocolate chips in the base, it would have made it better. Right. You know, but whatever. So Mark, Mark answer, answer your own question. I'm a cream, I'm a cream puff guy. I'm a cream puff guy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm now gonna, I gotta make a shirt. It's gonna be the Paul Heyman shirt. I'm a cream puff guy. I'm gonna say my favorite <laughs> is a pineapple upside down cake. Okay. It's a random one. My least favorite is lemon meringue anything. I'm not a big lemon meringue guy either, so I understand that. Yeah, meringue. Uh, and again, like I said, I, I can't, I'm not a, a, in any way an expert because I run away from most sweet foods. But a meringue to me is just the worst because it's just like, oh, the only thing worse than a meringue for a guy that doesn't like sweet is cotton candy. Like, oh, right. look, you you just exploded sugar. Right. You had, <laughs> like, a, you had here's, a character. Here's, here's, yeah, here's a mushroom cloud of sugar. <laughs> you think you have diabetes now? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nuclear sugar. <laughs> it's, yeah, the hero, it's the Hiroshima of sugar. <laughs> you know, do you know what the cream puff guy blows on you? An exploding... <laughs> cotton candy and cream puff everywhere. It's like I'm sticky and I don't enjoy it. This is Willy, fucking Willy Wonka porn. Oh man! That, that, that question that question yielded amazing results. Yes, it did. <laughs> All right, Aaron, you're I'm a cream puff guy. I'm a cream puff guy, and I don't like cotton candy. <laughs> so is it my last round here? Yes, sir. All right. It's a wrestling question, obviously. 
and it's your most favorite championship belt and your least favorite championship belt. Okay, I'll oh, lead so off. Does, so design? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll lead I, off. I didn't write design because I couldn't remember how to spell it. Even though it's like seven words or letters. I was like, uh, I don't remember. For me, it's a tie between the NWA Dome Globe and w- and WCW Big Gold Belt. The one uh, the two flare belts, obviously. Um, those are my two favorite. I have both. I love wearing them, looking at them. It's they're it's just amazing to see the, the design, the way that those two belts were created. My least favorite is that piece of shit that TNA made for Jeff Hardy when he became the world heavyweight champion. <laughs> you know with his so face funny, on it. Archie. That's probably Aaron's you know, favorite. You know what's funny? No. One. My favorite is the Dumb Globe. Mm-hmm. And literally on my paper is you have pieces of your belt is the Jeff Hardy Immortal title. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> when Sting took that title and threw it down onto the ground and picked up the Wildcat belt that he had made, it was the best day ever. I'll take any spinner that John Cena wants to come out with. I'll take any variation of the W belt that WWE does now. But that Jeff Hardy atrocity that looked like Medusa on a belt is horrifying. It's nightmare fuel. Yeah, it looked like the Starbucks logo. Almost, it, almost. It, it's fucking great, and I'm I am gonna bow down to your brother that you picked the same thing that I said <laughs> without us even thinking it. And I'm gonna say this: Archie's now the Hack Myers of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. <laughs> and every time he says something, guess what I'm gonna say? Shout. Jaw. <laughs> and why put Mike in front of it? Mike. Mike Shaw. Shaw. Oh, I hate you. Oh, <laughs> oh. No, like you I mean, the, <laughs> you son of a gun. Yeah, he's really. He, he knew exactly what it, I gave Aaron too much ammo tonight. Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> it was a. It was also a baby blue title belt on a purple strap, which made no sense whatsoever. Like, what was the aesthetic there? Yeah, crack. That's I'm on crack. Funny. It's like a diaper. It's a a disgusting looking belt. Yeah. So my my favorite is the Winged Eagle WWF Championship. Good choice. Um, That's like, and I I have my replicas behind me every week when we record. But the first when I first started like collecting things and wanted to, I want a few championship belts. The first one I wanted was that one. That was the first second, one I got to. Yes, and the second one I wanted, I was willing to uh, the winged eagle, but I did not want a WWE winged eagle. No, winged eagle because it has the WWE, WWE logo. logo. Yes, right. so I had to buy get a customizer. Luckily, yep. I got one from Nick Francis. Yep. Um, but then Is that the second, Usain Butt? No, not not no no. Oh, it was it wasn't Usain. No, it was <laughs> Ma- I believe his name is Muhammad Luckman. Is the belt maker Nick uses? Yes, and that, that is exactly. And then um, Nick Lovin, what? the second one I wanted to own in my collection was the million dollar title, which I have. And I bought that from WWE. Um, and, and that Jeff Hardy belt's atrocious, and I didn't even think about it. But if I'm going to pick one that's not that, just because 
green doesn't work. That 24-7 championship belt. Oh, yeah, that was bad design when they thought green, of it. Green just doesn't work. And the modern title belts, <coughs> um, well, I guess not modern because they're starting to change them now. But it was annoying that for like five or six years, WWE had championships that all look like the same belt, just with different colors. Yeah. Um, that's just annoying. But yeah, definitely the the 24-7's ugly. That Jeff Hardy belt's atrocious. You guys, I didn't even think about that one, but... But yeah, the, the winged eagle is my favorite belt ever. Mark. Um I'm also a fan of the wing winged eagle, but I specifically like the white the white uh strap on the wing the winged eagle. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the white strap is good. The, the intercont the intercontinental on a yellow strap is great too. Yes, it yes. is. Um, as far as I got two that I really don't care for. Okay, and that is the light heavyweight title that the WWF used to have. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of an awkward. Yeah, it was an awkward looking belt. And the purple strap cruiserweight title. I believe they should have stuck with the uh, old design on the cruiserweight. Yeah, the purple strap when they went and dyed it black, which they never, which they never just made a new title. They just dyed the original one black. Right. It was hideous. You could still see the purple coming through. It made no sense. It made no sense. And you know what? Another title I'll mention TNA had that was horrible when they revamped their titles and they made the X division title look like the WWE. Intercontinental title, remember the the attitude era, the the oh, era attitude, yeah. that, that circle, but it was an accident. It was like, what did you do? Oh, you ruined trauma. a perfectly good belt. Hidden trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Hidden trauma. <laughs> where did they show me on the doll where TNA touched you? <laughs> Many times, Nick. <laughs> Many times. All right, Aaron, you got any other ones you want to mention? Um, I do like the original Intercontinental Championship and a belt that I think is underrated is um, the original um, WWF European Championship. Good belt, yeah. Green strap or black that's strap? An underrated. Green. Green, yeah. I have that in my in my house. I think that's an underrated belt. And then I um, that's really it. I mean, a lot of the you know what else is a hideous you know what else is a hideous fucking belt? Which one? The big clunky silver WWE CW belt. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, that Matt hideous. Hardy and that Matt Hardy and Mark Henry had. And yeah, it's like a hubcap. What an ugly fucking belt yeah. that was. Yeah, hubcap man. But you know why they did that, right? They the shit on guys. ECW. Well, no, it wasn't just the shit on ECW. Rhino had the original ECW title, the real one, and he refused to give it back to them because he was they owed him back payment. And he said, if you pay me what you owe me, I'll give you the belt. And they were like, no. So he walked onto TNA, put the belt in a trash can, and lit it on fire. 
God, they should have just so, made a spinner or something. Anything would have been better than, like Aaron said, that fucking hubcap. Yeah. That was awful. Is anybody here a fan of, I don't, I guess, I think it's like a North American title or whatever, that big square red strap and then it's got America on it, like a literal cutout of the United States. The oh, American that was the that was the U.S. title that Slaughter had. Yeah, U.S. Yeah, title. Sorry, I said is, North America. Yeah. yeah, is anybody a fan title. of it? Because I, I can't. It. I, it's weird to me. I liked it when Slaughter had it. Well, when why Slaughter, did, yeah. Why did, why did all of AWA's titles have to touch your nipples? <laughs> they were so <laughs> big. The, why, why the fuck does that belt have to be so fucking big? You Jesus made a cummerbund. Christ. You didn't make a belt. You made a cummerbund. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good, good, good call, Cumberbund. <laughs> good call, Shaw. Oh, oh, Aaron. All right, See, well. look, Archie, I didn't have to say shit. No, I know. I, I dug my own grave. New, Archie's new nickname is Quick Draw McShaw. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's all right. I can handle Aaron doing it. And here he is, chance. Quick Draw, quick draw McShaw with his world championship Kunda belt. And cream puffs. For all. Cream puffs and cannolis. Well, I, I don't mind Aaron doing this, but I know Chad's going to listen to this, and I'm never going to hear the end of it from Chad. <laughs> That's the bad part. Oh, you're a cream remember. puff guy, huh? Right. Yeah, right. Chad, Chad, Chad will be too drunk to remember. Don't worry about it. He won't remember shit. He won't remember <laughs> All right, so to round us out, because I think everybody's out, right? Other than me. Well, I got I got one left, but that was just uh just in case. Well, let him do it just in case. All right, do your just in case, just incredible. All right. <laughs> What's your so mind? wait, I get Mike Sean, he gets just incredible. All right, I see how we are. All right. I, see how <laughs> I got is. everything I ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Good callback. Good callback, Uncle Cracker. <laughs> Uh, what is your most favorite and least favorite item in your wrestling collection? It doesn't have to be a figure. It can be a belt, a piece of memorabilia, anything. Most most favorite, least favorite thing that I own wrestling-wise? Yep. Um, That's in your wrestling collection. I have two. Um, well, you're supposed to have two. There's one favorite. No, I have two favorites. I have two favorites. My two favorites are one, I do have a Hulk Hogan Hasbro mail away. And then I also have, and I don't know how many, who knows the story or who knew anything. Jim Cornette, when he worked for Jim Crockett, and WCW was, or Crockett Promotions was purchased by Turner. There was a bunch of Mid Atlantic, um, literally eight millimeter films. They had thrown them in metal trash cans and they were about to be taken to the dump. Mid Atlantic shows like, yes, because wow. Jim Cornette. Back then, said, you guys are throwing these away. Can I have them? Because he's fucking Jim Cornette, right? Right. There is a, I have a 20D 
because he had them converted to DVD. I have a 20 DVD collection of those Mid-Atlantic tapes that he converted to DVD. And then he literally typed up, typed up for people that wanted to buy them, the list of all the DVDs and what matches are on them. And then he signed that. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I agree. Because that's history he saved. You know, right. those those motherfuckers were about to throw that shit to the fucking dump. And Cornette saved it. So the Hogan the Hogan mail away is like the ah nineties kid in me. And then right. having having those DVDs that Cornette made that he only gave a limited amount of people well, a limited amount for you to buy, because I had to buy it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's very cool to own that. To own some fucking history that a lot of people don't have. I like right. it. Like What's it. your least favorite thing that you have? Like you're like whatever. It's kind of like, honestly, it's not. I don't have a specific thing, but it's a lot of like goofy ass uh, iron-on patches and shit, shit that I wound up when I was subscribing to those wrestling crates for a couple of years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing specific, just a bunch of bullshit. Like I have like war horse shit and stuff that I would. Hey, what the <laughs> fuck do I care about this fucking guy? So nothing specific, right. but just that random bullshit that, that I'm never going to do anything with other than maybe try to sell it to a mark on eBay. All right. Aaron, you want to go or you want me to take it? You can go. My favorite thing I have in my collection, I have to, I have two again, just like Nate did, uh, would be my NWA Dome Glow belt because I never thought I would ever hold a belt like that, let alone own it. And it's secondly so cool. is a autographed uh, 8x10 that Mark Brew got me from a show <laughs> that Shane Douglas was on. And it is autographed to me. Mark knows how big of a Shane Douglas mark I am. And uh, it says to RG, franchise Shane Douglas. And I cherish that. I have it in a, a frame. It's, it's packed away, but I have it framed up. And I hope one day to display it next to my NWA title that he threw down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and my least favorite, I, I think that my least favorite thing, I don't know why I own them. I think they were given to me as a gift. It's an old pair of the WWF sneakers, but they're destroyed. There's like nothing left in them. They were in a house fire. <laughs> and a friend of mine was like, Hey, you collect WWF stuff here. Take them. I'm like, okay. Hey, and I looked at them. Yeah. <laughs> Archie, Archie's broke ass shoes. Yeah. <laughs> But no, they're for a toddler. They're like maybe a size four kids. That's the funny part. You know what you should and, do? Mm-hmm. You should bronze them. Yeah, that would. You can't tell what they say anymore. You like it says Rod and and who because it's Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? It has all their names on it. Yeah, fucking bronze those motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so I put a, I put them on eBay one day, and a guy messaged me like, "How the fuck are we supposed to value these things?" I'm like, "I don't know." I don't know. It's, like yeah, that's why they're up uh, for fifty bucks. I'll, it's I'll not bronze, eBay. I'll, I'll bronze them and get back to you. Yeah, you know. But I had them up for like fifty bucks. He's like, "How do we know what they're worth?" I'm like, "I don't know." I'm like, "That's why I didn't put them up for hundreds. They're worth to me. They're worth fifty bucks." My buddy sees me like once a year. He's like, "You still got those sneakers?" Oh, like, yes, I still have the sneakers. So they're just there. <laughs> I also have. I also. I'm sorry. I know Aaron. You were about to go. 
It's okay. Um, but I also have like back to Jim Cornette. I also have one of the um, the Jim Cornette Legends of Professional Wrestling figures. And when Aaron and I got to meet him at a convention, um, and he said, do you want me to put my friend, Nate, or whatever? And I said, no, no, you're Jim Cornette. So he actually signed it to Nate. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye, Jim Cornette. That is pretty like, damn awesome. Yes, that's what I want. But yeah, that was, uh, I'm a Cornette guy, so. I have an autographed Jim Cornette, one of those figures that, you know, the, I don't know what they're called, but they're from that company that made like the ROH guys and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's what I'm me. talking about. The legends yeah. of professional wrestling. Aaron yeah. sent me one, and it's like I have it, you know, put up with the rest of my stuff, and I love it because that's how big of a cornet guy I am. So, thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. Um, I can I say like three of my favorite things. Yes, of course you can. Do we have any rules here? No. no. Just don't call me Bastion Booker. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. Why so? Much well, <laughs> well, Bastion. Um, my favorite thing, and it might be it, it might sound stupid, but I have a unopened. And it, it might have been resealed. I don't know. But to me, it's unopened vinyl record of I Bite the Songs by Fred Blassie. I mean, whether it's resealed or not, it's fucking cool. Right. And I own that. It's in my house. And I fucking love it. And sometimes I just look at it. And I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> because I, Mark and Archie might not know it. Nate knows it. I have a deep love for everything fucking Fred Blassie. He's, he's, in my opinion, if not the greatest, but one of the greatest fucking dudes that's ever existed in the wrestling business. And I have that fucking album, and I love it. <laughs> and then I have... Um, um, a beer mug <coughs> from back in the day, back in the eighties. They put out they put out glasses. I don't know if they were all beer mugs or not, but I have an Andre the Giant beer mug from like nineteen eighty two or three. That is like it's not a repurposed one or anything like that. It's like the legit. It was made in at that time beer mug of Andre the Giant. Wow, and. Um, the crazy story of how I got it was I went, um, I don't want to say it, like I dated this girl for all through high school and a little bit after that or whatever. And, um, her parents knew me from like 15, like, like. I don't want to say, like, her parents knew me as a kid, and even after we broke up, they still cared about me or whatever, you know? Wow, okay. And and uh, um, I was going to go to her dad's birthday party, and I get there, 
and my ex that I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen her for a minute. She's like, Hey, I heard you were coming to this party. I'm like, yeah. She goes, me and my husband. Now we flip houses. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know? And they went in this fucking attic and she was like, we found something that we heard you were going to be at this party and we found it. So you might want it. I'm like, what is it? And she was like, Oh, it's this, it's this fucking mug with Andre the giant on it. Wow. And I was like, Holy shit. I was like, obviously I want it. And it, it was just some fucking glass beer mug that somebody left in a fucking attic for like 20 years and she was like we just found it here you go I'm like this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life like <laughs> she was like I don't know why anybody would want it and I was like I don't know why anybody would leave it right <laughs> this is fantastic and um, my third favorite thing that I have is something that I got recently and I didn't even know I'd I didn't even know I'd get it. The Logan Paul Ultimate Edition I said I hated earlier. Isn't no, it? it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I like programs. Nate likes mag Nate, you like magazines, right? Yep. I like programs. And it was just some random like NWA program from Japan. I'm like, I'm going to buy this. It was like nine bucks. And I posted it recently. And as I'm, that was awesome. As I'm flipping through it, I'm like, holy shit. Ernie Ladd signed this. Yeah. That that was a pretty big find after you bought it. (laughs) Yeah. I spent $9 on it and I'm like, this might be fake, but I did um, like, some Google searches and shit to like find like Ernie Ladd's signature and looking at him. And unless somebody really wanted to take the time to fucking make it, why would right. they? Right. Who's faking right. Ernie Ladd's signature? Right. You're faking this Ernie Ladd. Something, something's wrong, buddy. This is an Ernie Ladd signature from like 77. Yeah. I have it. It's not Ernie Ladd. Like it's not Ernie Ladd caliber. But I did that too. Like one time when I bought a, a a lot of like magazines and programs, I got this one from like the fucking sixties from some random like outlaw promotion. And as insignificant as it is to me, it was cool because it actually has beside his name on the program, uh, fucking Gypsy Joe signed it. You know, it's like just have something. Did Nate have a stroke? Uh, Something tapped out. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm with you, though, Aaron, on the liking the programs, because that's actually what my most favorite is, is that I got some programs from NWA in the uh, when they were in Macon, Georgia from 1968. That's pretty cool they got uh i got like some ones with bobo brazil and shit like that on it so yeah, like the, the the programs kind of give you the i don't want to say it like magazines are cool 
which they are. I have tons of magazines, but like the programs is just like this is the like this is what we're doing with our show. Right. right. It's a it's a piece of history. Yeah. But when I was flipping through that fucking program and it's only like nine pages, but when I flipped through, I was like, holy shit, this fucking Ernie Ladd signed this. And 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 the fact that the ink was on the back side of it and everything like that, I'm like, this I think this is fucking legit. And he signed it in fucking Japan. I'm like, this is somebody sold this shit to me for like fucking nine dollars. They never looked through it. That's why they probably they probably yeah. inherited it or something like that. Yeah, I have no fucking idea what they had. And then my least favorite thing that I have is a fucking tugboat towel. <laughs> oh, tugboat towel. Well, my second my second favorite. Uh, I put my beers on it to like, and I'm not even hating on tugboat. But I'm just like, I have this thing, and I realized one day I'm like, I'm putting this thing on my fucking tray to absorb the condensation <laughs> my beer. You did not until love I figure bread. out that I can make reliving the extreme. Did Aaron stroke out? I think so. <laughs> All right, Mark. We can we we can only get one Max and brother at a time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Give us your favorite, your least favorite. Look at the koozie, at the koozie that I made. Oh yeah. Oh wow. One um, for five, two for ten. It's a deal. Like I said, the the programs from '68 and probably the Hasbro Typhoon that I won in a event with uh, the Pony Killer over here, and turned around like I I, I think I won that thing off of like three two dollar spots, but that's all I had in the event. And I won a damn Typhoon uh, MOC Hasbro. Then turned around and had it autographed through the Asylum with the whole meet and greet yep, thing. Yep, I remember when you won that. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, just send it on and, and I'll pay for it to get signed and shit. So, yep. like, all together, it's probably like 51 bucks in an autographed, uh, in an autographed personalized to, to me. MOC Hasbro, so I thought that can was pretty I, cool. Can I say my sentimental thing that I have, and then I'll let you guys talk and I'll shut up. I have yeah, one right. thing. Um, and Nate will probably remember where he was at, but the first signed wrestling thing I ever got, Nate brought back to me, and it was um, a signed. WWE 8x10 or whatever of Shelton Benjamin. Ain't no stopping me now. Yeah, I got that at a, a, uh, when I was a store manager for GameStop. He was at one of our manager's conferences. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Nate came back from wherever he was at. He's like, oh, you got Shelton Benjamin's autograph. I'm like, that's shitty. I was jealous, and he goes, I got you one, too. And I'm like, oh. Now it's not so shitty. <laughs> <laughs> now it doesn't completely suck. So what was he like? 
<laughs> and a, 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 a sentimental thing for me too, and then I'll go to my last question and we'll wrap up. Um, was I have a Polaroid, a Polaroid. So this tells you how old this is. But a Polaroid signed a picture of myself and my kids from a indie show we went to in Lima, Ohio in probably 2005 maybe or so. Um, me, my son, my daughter, and Jerry the King Lawler. Hell yeah. And uh, cool. I was at that show with you. I had yeah. a graph of him. Jerry, cool. Jerry, let, Jerry let the kids hold his crown and and I kind of took my daughter aside because I didn't want her to get raped. And um, <laughs> oh my God. that was, uh, but no, I mean, I love Jerry. That Jerry's the, that was the same night we met uh, McGinnis. Yes. I was on that show. But yeah, that was, um, that's a, that's a good sentimental one. Just meeting the King and um, him, you know, the kids holding the crown and a Polaroid and it's signed and that's cool. Shit. Cause didn't he wrestle test? Maybe. I don't remember who he wrestled that night. But. So my last question, least favorite, most favorite. Who is your who is your favorite slash least favorite second slash third generation wrestler? Too many slashes. Too many slashes. Um, hmm. Well, favorite second or third generation wrestler for me is Cody Rhodes. Okay. Uh, I've, I've always liked Cody. I think that his first run in WWE was a little convoluted. You know, he was still getting his, his you know, water wings about, you know, his, his, you know, trying to learn his way. And they threw every bad gimmick they could at him, but he made it work. And now, since going to the indies and what he did in the NWA and Ring of Honor was fantastic. So it was good Side to see note. him back. Side note, yes, he made he made Stardust fucking entertaining. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He made it a he was a just bad like guy. His, he was just like his daddy with the polka dots. He yep. fucking made it work. Yes, he and did. Just like his brother with gold dust. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And my least favorite second generation superstar or third generation superstar, I guess it would have to be. I, I mean, the only one I could really think of that never really hit with me and was just like there would be the guy that Cody and, and Ted DiBiase Jr. were with in Legacy before Randy Orton joined. I think his Manu. name was Manu. Yeah. Manuer. Yeah. He was like the worst <laughs> of the Samoan tribe. If you want to see some funny shit that a guy can't control, people can't control their facial reactions. Right. Okay. Matt Hardy has a match. On, I think it was Raw with Manure. And when it's done, he's just like, ooh. <laughs> like, this is fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, who the hell taught you how to wrestle, kid? And how to cut a promo and how to style yourself for wrestling? You know what you're I mean? Like, he was... you're, you're like from the royal family. You fucking. Right. Right. <laughs> Even the worst Samoan was better than him. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. Manure is bad. Mark, my favorite is just me. Uh, I liked them for a long time. 
as far as following through his career, Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. He's one of my two. Yeah, just Randy about. Orton's one of the Randy Orton's one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Like he's one of the few that you can say second, third generation. He's better than his predecessors. Without a doubt. Without and that's doubt. not shitting on his dad or his granddad at all. No, his dad, no. dad said it. His dad was like, that, that kid's better than all of us, man. <laughs> Without like, a doubt. Like, Bob, He's got like, it. That's my, that's, my, that's my Bob Orton Jr. I'm vaccinated, man. Like, He's much better than us. <clears throat> Easier on the eyes, too. You know, like that type of shit. But, yeah. But go ahead. Uh, my least favorite... I would have to say probably Lance and Hawaii. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say Eric Watts, but nah. No, I could handle I'm, Eric Watts. I'm gonna say that Lance, <laughs> Lance and Hawaii is in MLW right now, right? Yeah, LA Smooth. LA Smooth. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's again, he's one of the guys that fell very far from the tree. Yeah. So. Well, my least favorite is Eric Watts. For like, obvious reasons. There's a lot of wrestlers that I try to look at and be like, "Oh, I think this guy got a bum rap cuz his dad was a star and and they try to push him or whatever." But in my time, it would be him. Like I didn't, I didn't see a lot of George. All right, I didn't see a lot of George Gulas or Nick Gulas, whatever. Yeah, you know, like I didn't see that nepotism, but just as a fan and as a kid, I'm like, I can see that this Eric Watts guy fucking sucks. Yeah, you know. So for me personally, it's Eric, and I think the greatest second generation wrestler ever. Is Kurt Hennig? Good call. Good call. Yes, and also another guy that's I and no hate, no hate on his dad, but surpassed his dad. Yes, I agree with oh, yeah. that. And, and to I'm, back sure up La- your... I'm sure he, La- I'm sure Larry Henning would have told you the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you would. But also to back up Eric uh, uh, Aaron's claim on Eric Watts, Eric Watts had other runs besides his nepotism run in WCW. He went to the WWF in a bad tag team. Yeah, and that was all signed. You know, Techno Team 2000. And that one was because of Well, yeah, but I mean, they were still giving him a shot. You know, Vince had the final say. But then he went to to TNA, and he was even worse. He was even worse than TNA, and he was bigger now and, and older, and he just couldn't cut the kid couldn't cut a promo. You know. So, so I say I have two for best and one for worst because it's the worst, the worst. But the the two best for me, second, third generation are obviously Randy Orton. I just stated it. One of the probably top ten pro wrestlers of all time. I know who your worst is going to be, by the way. I know. That's because you're my brother. And I know what you're Can I have about. three best? Can I have three best? <laughs> All right. Just I mean, one time. I mean, I am the CEO. When the fuck right? did we get rules? I yeah. know. I am the CEO, right? So Randy Orton, Randy Savage, 
I always forget his dad. Randy was, was my Randy was my second one. And then third greatest, third greatest generational is Umaga. Yeah, Umaga so was pretty good. Randy Cut Orton, short. two Randys and an Umaga. Randy Orton, Randy Savage, and Umaga. There's a guy too that nobody's brought up is Brett. Mm. Yeah, Brett. Fuck. Brett. Nate just made it through a question without mentioning Bret Hart, and it was about a favorite. Yeah, right? What's that all about? <laughs> and your least it, favorite? It's proof. Anything can happen. His here. least favorite hands, hands down, no question, the worst second generation star. His dad sucked too, but the worst generation, second generation star, one of the worst professional wrestlers of all time, is Angelo Mosca Jr. Who's gonna say it? He might have been. He might have been a perfectly nice individual. I don't know, but he sucked in the ring. He had an ugly unibrow. He was fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. Did you ever watch his dad have that old man fight with that other hockey guy from Canada? Yes. <laughs> yes. Did the old man fight. Best, best match of Angelo Mosca's career. Old man fight. Angelo <laughs> Mosca Jr. fucking sucked. And fucking Mid-Atlantic put him over Ivan Koloff for the Mid-Atlantic Championship. He fucking sucked. And again... It, it's probably it's probably one of those things of he was a perfectly nice dude and shouldn't have put been put in that position. He looked like an immobile caveman. <laughs> oh my god! Who, all right, who was worth Angelo Mosca Jr. or Scott Putzky? Angelo Mosca Jr. Putzky and GWF wasn't bad. It's when he got to other companies that they really, really didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, actually, Scott Putzky as a wrestler was probably better than his pops. I mean, Ivan, personality-wise, he wasn't. In ring, he was. Right. In ring, he was, right. He couldn't. Could, yeah. Personality-wise, he, he personality personality wise, Ivan Putzky's entertaining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that fucking Can Angelo have... Mosca Jr. debacle. Can I have a couple of honorable mentions for wor worst, like my, you know, most hated or worst? This honorable mentions, yes. Yes. David San Martino, of no fault Oof. of his own, his dad was a multi-megastar, you know what I mean? But that first... He was, uh, David was also kind of a prick because he tried, like, most second, third generation guys are like, I emulate my father, right. I love my father, and David was kind of that guy that was like, I'm better than my father. Right. You know, like he was better right. than my father or whatever. Like right. you're not better than fucking Bruno San Martino. Martin, you you'll never will be. <laughs> and I always, I've said this like twice before on the show. I never understood how we went from what he looked like at WrestleMania 1 to when he showed up in WCW, a completely different other person. I always thought like, is this the same guy that was at WrestleMania 1? Shouldn't he be older? Right. You know? Number two, David Flair. Again, no fault of his own. His dad is Ric Flair. But, I mean, Charlotte, she, she's just as entertaining as Rick is. You know what I mean? So, I don't know what happened with David there. So, any kid named David was a flub. Uh, 
And finally, and I might catch some flack for this. I don't know if you guys, you know, are going to be mad about it or the listeners or whatever. But I mean, I love Jim Neidhart. And Natalia falls flat for me every time I see her and any kind of push they give her. My thing about Natalia is, I think as a woman's wrestler, in the ring, she's good. She is, has never been able to capture her dad's personality. Right, exactly. Like if they would have like put her in a tag team or bell to bell, better. Bell to bell, she's really good. No, she's I mean, a great she wrestler, really but you know, I'm thinking of more like second generation great guys. Like in my mind, like like I'm thinking of like Dustin. Well, D- Dustin still goes good. Yeah, like it's if you. If you if, it's it's stupid it, how if, great his career was. If you like, count it, if you count it from a, a lucha from a lucha standpoint, Rey Mysterio. Oh, he surpassed his uncle by that by leaps and bounds. Yeah, yeah. There's just so many like guys that I'm thinking of are like fucking great, but like Dustin, like his career's stupid. Not stupid. Like when I say stupid, I mean like it shouldn't be this way. It's like. He got better, right? Like, you know, better. Get older, and they start slacking off a little bit. Not, not because they want to. Just no, he, older. He, but the older that guy got, it's like he just keeps right. Getting but better. He caught. He said this in an interview, Aaron, that he caught sight of himself as Black Rain in, in Impact in TNA, and he saw how fat and out of shape and how out of breath he was, and he made it his point to get into better shape and have a better match. And you know, never to fall back on that. So when he went back and became Gold Dust, and then now he's in AEW. He, I never seen him in this great of shape. To be honest with you, he's jacked. I, I wasn't even thinking of like. I was thinking like, born to that guy or from that guy. You, know, you brought up Ray. You talked about <laughs> uncle. Like I didn't even think of that. But it's like, what about Sabu? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just like, we could do we could do a whole podcast on this topic. About second and gen third generation. Yeah, without a doubt. Obviously it's a open ended question. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Without a doubt. <laughs> Except we sorry, all agree. Sorry for sorry for my cotton candy bomb at the end of the podcast here. Well, maybe our fans will tell us who they like as their second and third generation superstar, or hate. Maybe they, they there's other. Maybe we're leaving some third generation or second generation superstars out that people hate. Maybe people don't like Dominic. I know I don't. Maybe people love Hook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You never know. I'll say I'll say this: the amount of heat that Dominic is getting. Yeah, but. It's not real. It's not the kind of heat you want in wrestling. There's a, we, we always talk about this, and I know I use it a lot, but it's X-Pac heat. It's go-away heat. It's not, hey, we love you. We love your character so much, and we hate you that we have to boo you. It's don't be on my television. Is you Jungle know? Boy's first name Jack? Yes, Jack Berry. They should have Hook one day when he's getting like beat up. They should just have like Hook be like, "Run home, Jack. Run <laughs> home. <laughs> See if anybody gets it from that Hook movie." That works. Williams. That works. Yeah, that works. It might be a deep cut. I don't know. Well, let's sign off. 
Yes. Okay. Archie, Archie, any parting words for our listeners this week? Uh, continue to support everything on WNR. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And I can't promise that if you smell what the arch is cooking, it'll, smell what the arch is cooking will be back soon, but it will be back eventually. No, he don't even know what he's cooking. No, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> had a recipe in months. <laughs> he's just been making canned beef stew, and that's okay. Right. That's all yeah. right. Yeah. Better than spam. Sometimes you need a good beef stew for an old clean out. <laughs> like when Archie's cooking, it's like, oh man, you're a lunatic, man. Oh, around. Oh, I, I see what you're doing with your off the rail recipes, <laughs> Mr. Brew. And he's uh, like, he's and Ferguson comes in. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm frying it, man. <laughs> just, I mean, I'm frying it, Ferguson. Just continue to listen to everything <laughs> that is put out by the network, and just continue to tune in and enjoy it. I mean, it is it is that's what it's here for. It's for enjoyment. You don't have to have a stick up your ass. Just kick back and cut loose with us. That's right. Arch, Arch, do you have a do you have like a CDL? A CDL, no. So you can't. Or how do I say it? Do you know? Do you know how to drive like a semi? No. All right, you're not a trucker yet. No. Okay. What is this leading to? <laughs> trucker norm. Uh huh. <laughs> give your give your send off, Aaron. Um, my send off is continue listening to all the shows that we have. Um, radio you know, send off. <laughs> um, just rate them, review them, share them. That's the only way these podcasts get any kind of listeners. We don't have advertisements, and we're not gonna beat you over the head with fucking dick pill commercials and fucking whatever. Just well, I guess I'll blow my sponsorship then. Right. He said blow. Yeah, you, you caught it. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is just if you guys like the shows that um, are produced by the WrestleNet Radio, share them. Let people know it's out there because that's the best way to make it happen is word of mouth. And listen to this. Listen to Reliving the Extreme. Listen to everything that's on the network because it's good shit, pal. And also... Um, Feel free to interact with us because we're not too pretentious to not, you know, comment back to you guys. That's right. Just rate, review, and help it out. And buy a fucking Reliving the Extreme koozie because I got a fucking, I got two boxes of those. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 200 is coming. Uh, which will include, I'll give you all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna explode. It didn't say you. He, he said we weren't gonna beat you in the head with it. He didn't Cotton. say nothing about it. <laughs> Cotton candy all over your face. You floss candy man. Can. Oh my god. <laughs>
Not well, too many spoilers, but we will be doing trivia for episode 200. Oh, I get a chance to get my belt back? Yes. Can I All ask right. you guys this? What? About trivia? Trivia is a 200. You can't ask questions now. No, I'm not asking a question. I'm asking... <laughs> I'm, presenting, I'm presenting a challenge. Uh-huh. One of my other favorite wrestling things that I have is... Um, my Gordon Soli trivia um, package that I have. And these questions go all the way back to like Gorgeous George era. Uh huh. Do you guys want to incorporate that box into that situation? You can if you want to. I ain't gonna act. I ain't gonna gonna answer any of those questions. <laughs> I don't know shit about that stuff. It will be fun to listen to Kendall read the questions, though. Oh yeah, what I'm saying. Like, I, I, she'll I, be I, like, she'll be like, which Negro wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Taylor Art Thomas. <laughs> Taylor Art Thomas or Bobo Brazil. <laughs> or Special Delivery Jones. <laughs> He's an 80s Negro. He ain't going to be in there. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like We're Mr. in trouble T. now. He's like Mr. T. <laughs> We're in trouble now. <laughs> we weren't before. Um, <laughs> right. You're right about that. <laughs> I didn't think he's an 80s Negro against such a pop. <laughs> Oh my god. Mark for deletion. Oh shit. And actually after hearing this, he may not want to come on the show. Um, right. Art Thomas, he's dead. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying for episode 200, I was giving some spoilers. Trivia will be a part of the show. And also, how much do uh, those of us that host this show and, and, and are on this show love the PWI 500? Very much so. Oh, Bob Smith. How much how much of a you know a part of your childhood was the PWI? Every year I had to go out and buy it. Well, the managing editor of PWI and the man that created and wrote the first PWI five hundred. Bill Apter? No. Oh, Bob Smith. Oh. oh Bob Smith. Oh man. He and I have a conversation that will be part of episode two hundred as well. Awesome. And much, much more. So stay tuned. I'm very proud. I will I will be very, very proud to present it. This show was fun and longer than I expected. Yeah, we almost went three bills. So we're signing off. Good uh, night. Okay. Bye, everybody. We'll see you for nice. episode. Right. We'll <laughs> see you for episode 200. I said episode again. Yeah, I did nine beers on this fucking show. Jesus God, Christ. Is that, is that somewhere close to a record? No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. God, no. No, nine is nowhere near the record. Let's talk about 15 when he went to sleep. We'll talk about that on episode 200. <laughs> like literally Aaron snoring on the air. While Kyle and I were while Kyle and I were trying to seriously talk about some fucking shit ass paper. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Maybe if you guys would have been entertaining, I would have stayed away. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It's not my fault. It was boring as fuck. <laughs> All Bye, right. Bye, everybody. Bye.